Hello everyone, Xander here. Um, I can't believe I have to do this three times in a three weeks in a row. But um, unfortunately, this week there was a bit of an audio problem again. This is completely on me. I know exactly what I did. I accidentally recorded my voice twice on the uh, on the file, so I sound a little roboty for the whole podcast. So I can only apologize for that. I figured out what I've done. I've just started up a new uh, a brand new setup with a new laptop. So it, uh, it's taken me a week to get used to it, but by next week, it should be back to normal, I promise. I'm so sorry about this, guys, but try and enjoy the rest of the video, uh, the episode, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Peace. The number nine seed came out um, the same the same day, well, I watched it on the same day, as mm-hmm. The Invisible Man. It made $10 million, which is, uh, which is tiny for what it is. It's uh, Pixar's Onward. I also watched this one surprisingly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty good movie. I didn't watch many movies this year. <laughs> that one was one of them. Ten. <laughs> um, we'll be discussing I, this. I, I've got ten written down, <laughs> and that was that was ten percent of the new movies I watched. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds so pitiful. Twenty <laughs> percent of them were Pixar movies. <laughs> Oh my god. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast where this week we're going to film you in 2020 style in, by which I mean that it's just going to be shit the whole time. Yeah, yeah? pretty yeah? much. Nah, nah, I'm just okay. joking. But this is our wrap-up of 2020. This is our whole review of the year in movies and tv and all things kind of pop culture i guess um i'm your host xander langwiston um this is actually the first one we've recorded in 2021 crazy um jesus and with, christ i've just realized that yeah i know i know that's i was gonna say it feels like ages since we've been here it's been like three weeks since we've recorded it actually has been a while since we've been here <laughs> and um as you as you can tell with me as always once again is my good friend, Mr. David French, our co-host today. How are you doing, David? Howdy doody. I'm, I'm doing all right, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, this is this is the, the wrap-up of 2020. Um, did, did you say you wanted to do some news first? Yeah, might as well do some news. We usually okay. do news. We'll do I've some... been in a while as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some news. We'll do some news. David, hit us with some news. Oh, shit. Just close Discord. That is not what I meant to do. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> it's going swimmingly. I haven't used my laptop in a while. <laughs> okay, okay then. Uh, fuck. I'm oh, only going to go right. through like news in the past like week because I can't be asked to go through four weeks of movie news. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just to find this fuck all. That's that's so, completely fine. That's completely fine. Mate. Sorry, people. <laughs> uh, so we've had like a few for, a few looks at Cherry now, which is uh, the new Tom Holland and um, Anthony Joe Russo movie. Yes, we have. And it's fucking pretty dope. It is I'm, looking pretty I'm dope. Yeah, that that trailer is really fun. I like the uh, fourth wall breaking nature of it as well. I thought, yeah, I think it looks pretty fun. It it feels more tongue in cheek than I was expecting because when I heard about it, it was just I thought it was going to be a really gritty, like dark drama, like a war. And it movie. seems, yeah, it seems a bit like a comedy drama right now, and See, I like that. Feels a little uh, Wolf of Wall Streety. Yeah, exactly, and I'm in liking its, that in its playfulness. And it doesn't feel like a heist movie, even though he's literally robbing banks constantly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is strange to say. <laughs> but they don't seem like they're putting too much emphasis on the fact that he's actually robbing a bank and putting too much emphasis on the setup. Yeah. Because it seems like it's just a a weekly thing for him to do. Yeah, it does, yeah. Which is, that's a, I like that. I think yeah. that's cool, pretty cool. So that, that's coming to Apple TV in March. That's coming to Apple TV in March and it's coming into cinemas in February, I believe. Yes, but which which basically just means it's coming to Apple in March. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it basically <laughs> just means it comes to Apple TV in March. Yeah. Um, so, a bit of Marvel news. Um, the one that we all expected... Uh, Morbius is on the move again. Basically, he just got like, <laughs> shifted back back further. Yeah, but you know, if Morbius gets moved back, you know that Venom's going to get moved back. So good. It's... <laughs> they need to make it R rated. I've been saying not, since that time. They're not doing though. Um, I know, but they should. They should re-edit it. Add blood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I don't care. I don't really think I'm going to... Be, I, I'll watch the Morbius movie just because, you know, like, it's Spider-Man, it's, a, it's Morbius, he's a cool character, but... Yeah, that's it. That's I, it, it. I don't like Jared Leto. I really don't like Jared Leto. He's a nonce. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, that's not being confirmed. That actually enjoy. That, that's not uh, being confirmed, by the way. Just, just... It's practically confirmed. <laughs> oh, no, David, we, we legally have to say that. <laughs> I know. Otherwise, it's slander. But... In in my in my eyes, he's an aunt. In print, it's um, libel. Yeah. Sorry. Liable nonce. Um, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Five but minutes no, in, it, and we it, can't help but call someone a nonce. <laughs> a multi-millionaire. He's a fucking weirdo, at least. Let's carry on the news, David. <laughs> Let's carry on the news. Um... So Deadpool three is complete is completely confirmed to be in the MCU and R rated. Yes, it has from the words Which, of the man himself, I mean, Kevin Feige. Yeah, from Kevin Feige. Uh, so I'm happy about that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, and I've been set like I was talking to you about this and uh, um, how I feel like in Deadpool three, if they just fuck off the girlfriend thing, like they originally were going to be doing in Deadpool two, and give Deadpool a boyfriend, it should be dope in there. Because if they go do gay representation or like pan representation in the MCU, the first person they have to do it with now is Deadpool because he's the most pan character in the entire Marvel comics. I'd I'd be down. He's just the biggest representation, and it's I'd, great. I'd be down for it. I'd I'd love that. I'd think it would be really cute. And if I'm, they had and I'm sure that Ryan Reynolds would be down for it as well. Oh yeah, he would. On he'd be begging for that. He's down for He's down for anything. <laughs> he's down for anything as long as Deadpool's in, involved. Yeah, he's exactly. Deadpool's sexy. Fucking do it. Deadpool's involved. <laughs> right. What? What's the next bit? We'll try for the uh, So the next bit. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to get through it because, eh. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next two things are video game news because, uh, well, there's technically three because like this ties into one big story. So it's no longer just like Star Wars games that are going to be coming out. It's called Lucasfilm Games. Yeah. And they're bringing that back. They used to have it back when, um, like before, like Disney owned Star Wars. Yeah. And then Disney just got rid of it because it just wasn't doing much for them. They got rid of God knows how much from the canon anyway. Yeah. Uh, which was created by Lucasfilm Games. So stuff like Star Wars, uh, like The Force Unleashed. 
Yeah. And I think Republic Commando is also no longer canon. Yeah. Um, but like there's God knows how much in that history and they've finally brought back Lucasfilm games, which means that it's not just Star Wars that they own. I think people forget that Lucasfilm don't just do Star Wars. There is an Indiana Jones film coming out. We don't know when. But it's, it's supposedly coming out. 2022, isn't it? 2023? Probably. It's probably going to come 2027 at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so first of all, a Indiana Jones game is coming from Machine Gun Games. People like report it as Bethesda. Don't worry, it's not Skyrim, but like, you know, Indiana Jones. It's Indiana going Jones to game. be Machine Gun Games who did the um, the Wolfenstein games. Yeah, 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 yeah. And most of those are pretty, pretty fucking great. There's yeah, two, well, there's two really good ones, like three really good ones because of the old blood, even though that's like an expansion pass. And um, two pretty shite ones. One of them being Sad Pilot, which is the VR one, and the um, Young Blood, where you play as BJ Blaskowitz's daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah, I've heard those are bad. I've heard those are bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I have faith in that. I think that if they're doing their own original story, um, yeah, maybe not indie. Yeah, because you know they'd have to get like Harrison Ford if they want to do true indie. Or if they want to yeah. do young indie, I think he'll be good. Maybe I'm sure they'll like, figure do something what out. The do what the Uncharted movie is doing for Uncharted. Like the the Indiana Jones video game actually does young indie well because young Indiana Jones was fucking weird. <laughs> Damn me. Uh, so the next, next game one is Star Wars open world game coming from Ubisoft. So expect some bugs, people. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna message you about this because I saw that it was by Ubisoft and they make like, Assassin's Creed, don't they, and Far Cry. Yeah. And I was I was gonna ask you, is this a good thing? So, to me, if it was Ubisoft back in like two thousand eight, fuck yeah. Because back in 2008, they were like on their peak. They did the first Assassin's Creed, and then they did Assassin's Creed 2 like a year later, and that was phenomenal. Um, they've done some really good games in the past, like Prince of Persia, Splinter Cell, uh, Chaos Theory. I really enjoyed Ghost Recon Wildlands, which was like a 2015 one. But nowadays, they seem to put microtransactions into every single single-player game. Every single game that they make is usually buggy as fuck. Um, they seem to just like have a boner for mythology as well. Yeah. I don't know why they keep on thinking, oh, let's throw Greek mythology into everything because they've done like two, I think three Greek mythology games now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange one. It's it's from Massive Entertainment. I don't know what they've done in the past. I'm just going to quickly find out. Um, but yeah, I think it could be good. It could also be horrible. Ah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, not looking as good now because Massive Entertainment, I realise what they've done. They did The Division and The Division 2, which were good as co-op. Yeah. Like, if you were the right people, it could be great, but at the same time, you can, you know, say that about everything. You can say that about literally any game. Yeah. Um, they're, they're also currently working on an Avatar project. Um, but they did do Far Cry 3, Assassin's Creed Revelations, 
and they are two of like Ubisoft's best games of all time. Like Far Cry Three is many people's favorite game of all time. So yeah, it they're a mixed bag of a developer, said the least. Well, they hopefully made some, stuff, made some trash stuff. Hopefully this uh, this is one of the good ones. So we can really yeah, hope for, isn't it? You know. Not really. I don't think like <laughs> open world Star Wars game is what we really need for Star Wars. I think they just need to bring back Force Unleashed. Maybe, maybe, Force maybe they will. Free. Who knows? Remaster the first two and bring back, bring out three, and that will literally make people very happy. I can, I can guarantee that Disney make <laughs> the people happy. Re bring, like, bring it back into the canon. Remaster both of them. Package all the DLC in. It will be sick. Add ray tracing. I want to see that Darth Vader versus Starkiller fight in ray tracing. That um, would be amazing. Is there any more news? Uh, there's like a few bits, but like I don't want to read the synopsis of it because it's fucking long. Um, yeah, fair enough. The Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings series that is synopsis unveiled. Cool. I, I didn't hear this, but but um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm down for more Lord of the Rings stuff. So yeah. And uh, the final thing is, Ray Fisher confirms he's no longer cyborg in the MCU. In the MC, in the DCEU. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh uh, yeah, cyborg in the MCU. Um, but yeah, that that sucks because there's been a lot of shit going on with it. I haven't followed that completely yet. Um, I haven't followed it completely. The only thing I know that is Ray Fisher played cyborg in Justice League. He came out with allegations against Joss Whedon, saying that he was treated really unfairly on set, and he, like yeah. Joss Whedon was kind of bullied him on set. He came out. Loads of the cast members came to stand with him. There was a big movement about it, and it sort of went away. And now Ray Fish has been fired. Mm-hmm. So it it either looks yeah. like he was he was like pushing a false narrative, or that Warner Brothers are just trying to bury it and get rid of him. Yeah. So um, the main thing is like Ray Fish has been like even though it it kind of went away for the rest of the cast. For Ray Fisher, he's been fighting it the entire time still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been an investigation into the film's reshoots with, um, with Joss Whedon. And apparently, um, like, even Jeff Johns, while the DC executives, and Walter Hamada especially, constantly calls out Walter Hamada from what I read. And it's, it's genuinely, like, mad. Like, yeah, all this shit is going on. And people are just allowing it. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's nuts. Like they're talking about like they're trying to make it seem like they're give, they're treating him fairly by giving him, you know, opportunities to like come back as cyborg in the Flash and in other projects. Yeah, but that's not how a quality works. No. You can't just give him like a few more roles and just say, "Hey, hey, we treated you fairly." No, like it's disgusting. Yeah. Man. It is. But oh well. We all knew that DC was shit. <laughs> we did. I mean, look at Wonder Woman 1984. Stop it, man. You haven't even seen the movie, okay? Anyway. Um, is that all of the news? Mm-hmm. Right. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, now then, for our wrap-up of 2020. So, mm-hmm. so, so last year... Um, I watched a massive 91 movies, like different movies in the year. 
And I was quite impressed with it. 91 movies. That's a lot of movies that came out. Um, this year, I watched 25. You realise this is 2021. I mean, you, you know what I... You, you know what I mean. Shut up, man. What, what you're saying is... If I say... In... If I say this year, I mean 2020. Leave me alone, okay? We're no, doing a podcast on 2020 movies. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, but it's coming out way too late, and we've already told him that we're in 2021. <sighs> Fine. Last year. In 2019, I watched 91 movies. Last year, I watched 25. Because, obviously, due to the coronavirus, everything stopped. All the cinemas nothing closed. And nothing came but, out. And the other things that did come out were kind of like shitty and went straight to like video on demand and you had to pay 16 no, 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 quid no. to watch it and stuff like that. Okay. So what I'm going to say is a decent amount of the films that came out last year were good because there was no, there was no reason to put out a shit movie. Yeah. Good point. Good like, point. They want, they wanted to get people happy at home. They wanted to, you know, make people like be able to still see movies that they want to see in the cinema. Uh, for example, like we we've talked about it a fair few times, the Invisible Man. Yes, that was phenomenal. It was a yeah. really movie, and that came out on video on demand for sixteen pound rental. Yeah, it did. Because they were just like, screw it, we want people to see this movie. Why can't they do that with I mean, Quiet Place Part Two? It to be fair, the Invisible Man was in cinemas first. I went to see it in the cinema before lockdown. I didn't get to. I know a few others who didn't get to. Yeah. And the reason I didn't get to is because I was busy and also there was COVID going around and I was thinking, yeah, maybe cinema's not the best for me. Um, so, yeah, there was... Um, D- David, how many how many movies did you get to see overall this year? Last year? I did not count. Do you have like a... Uh, see, I, I keep a list and constantly update it and rank the movies I've seen throughout the year. Did you not do that? No, I didn't because I'm not a sad fuck. Sick. Right. <laughs> Do you have like a list I mean, of maybe like, some so... of your favourites or least favourites of the year? Did you not think to uh, prep okay, anything so... for this? <laughs> no, because I work better when I'm unprepped. Oh, for fuck's sake, but man. So, um, I remember a few of the films I watched last year, though. So, one of the films that I watched last year was obviously Invisible Man. That was a really good horror film. Okay, okay. Um, All right, pause, 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 pause. Pause, 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 pause. Okay. We're not going to just go through individual movies like this. Um, No, I'm literally just going to do a very quick thing of I watched this, because I didn't watch that many movies. um, I was going to do, like... I've I've got a thing later on for best in each like genre and stuff like that and then worst movie and best movie kind of thing so if we just save because then some of these movies that you talk about might turn up in one of these lists yeah so we can discuss them is that okay yeah that's fine i'm I'm gonna through and think of all the films that i've watched from toys right now cool yeah just uh make a make a quick list or something um cool right okay so Basically, I've gone away and done a load of prep and found various websites with various different uh, workings out for what were the biggest, what were the like most popular movies of the year and TV shows as well. So, um, 
I figured we'd we'd look at um, the top ten highest grossing movies worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So last year, obviously, it was a it was a record breaking year because we had Avengers Endgame, and then like I think seven or eight of the Two top ten ago. movies Sorry. of the world uh, earned over a billion dollars. So like it was absolutely massive. Um, twenty nineteen even twenty nineteen was massive for move for box office. Um, twenty twenty obviously nobody went to the cinema. So the biggest movie of the year only made four hundred and sixty one million dollars. Yeah, that's worldwide. Right. Um, and I'll I'm gonna I'm so so of the ten here, five of them are foreign market movies i'm imagining trains for san peninsula is one of them no you no 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 oh. not at all oh damn um so I'll, I'll go i'll go backwards from 10 so number 10 is a movie called the sacrifice okay of it. i'm i'm actually gonna get up this list hang on because i figured i just wing it and say like i don't know what this is but now, every, after reading each one, I actually want to read it. So, this is a, The Sacrifice is a Chinese movie. Um, it is... Mm-hmm. Where's the plot? Hang on. What? Here we go. Um, it's a Chinese anthology war drama. Uh, and the film depicts the Korean War from three perspectives and segments, each directed by a different director. There you go. And that made oh, cool. that made $174 million. Kind of like a good good idea of um, ABC Death, then. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind like of. a good version. Uh, the number nine was uh, Birds of Prey, or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, that made... Which they just started to talk, like, they started to just call it, like, Birds, Birds of, of Prey, Pre- Harley Quinn, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, that, because people that, could, like refused to see it because they thought it was going to be fucking, like, an indie movie, basically, because <laughs> of the name. Uh, that made two hundred and two million dollars, which at the oh. time was seen as a disappointment. It's one of the uh, it's the what it's number nine in the top ten highest grosses of the year, and also it is <laughs> officially the highest grossing comic book movie of of twenty twenty. So there you go, I DC. Mean, you, were you, there you... any others other than like animated DC ones? No, oh, were, <laughs> Marvel did nothing. DC, you beat Marvel <laughs> <laughs> when they did nothing. Hey. A dub is a dub is a dub is a dub. All right. Welcome, <laughs> I'd we wear that one. I'd wear that dub so hard. <laughs> we walking around I like beat Marvel. Yeah. In twenty twenty. <laughs> um, the next movie, uh, the number eight, made two hundred forty-four million dollars. This is a movie called a uh, Jiang Zia. Apologies if I mask it any of these names, but this is a Chinese movie again. Uh, it's a three D computer animated fantasy adventure film, and sure. it is. It, the plot is loosely based on the novel Investiture of the Gods. Uh, it is a follow-up Ooh. to 2019's Nazar and the second instalment of the Fengshan Cinematic Universe. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even know, man. I'm not, I don't even know. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> just going to move on. Number seven, somehow, is um, <laughs> grossing $250 million worldwide, is Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not a somehow for me. I can understand why that did it, and that's because kids want to go to see the movie just before lockdown. Before, like, it came out in January. Lockdown. Yeah, it came out in January, yeah. so it had a good couple before of months. They, um, 
they go and treat their kids kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that <laughs> that will be appearing in a list later on as well. Um, um, I won't tell you what yet, but I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, the number six of the year was um, a little movie that uh, the little movie that could, you know, it. Th- this movie had a lot of controversy before coming out, and when it came out, it was actually kind of good. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. This it made really good three hundred and twenty-one million dollars, and it's pretty good. Who saw that is coming? That, is this the highest-grossing video game film of all time now, or is that still Rampage? I think I think the highest-grossing is Rampage, but it's the best-reviewed one. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because I remember like when Rampage came out, Robert, uh, not Robert Downey Jr., The Rock, Jesus Christ. Um, How do you get those two people and, mixed up? I don't know. They're so don't different. Let's just, let's just let's just move on. We'll just let's move, move on. on. Yeah, let's move on. Anyway, like I remember, he was a uh, he put out a tweet just saying, um, like, the basic. <laughs> I've just remembered it. He was just talking about like I'm in the highest grossing video game movie of all time. I know there's been some stinkers. Trust me, I was in the Doom movie. And then the Doom official of Doom like Doom account by id Software just tweeted at him, just going, "Come on, Dwayne." Yeah, yeah. Like what? What the hell? <laughs> I just, love that. Let Let's be honest. It's a fun fucking film to watch. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do remember that story. I liked that. I liked that. It was great. Um. The number five uh, uh, highest grossing movie worldwide of 2020 with a massive $374 million is uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yeah, once again, not surprising. Ten- like, Christopher Nolan, Tenet was one of the films that was supposed to be bringing people back to the cinema. Well, yeah, this this was the big push in August, wasn't it? Yeah, this, I, this it didn't bring out. me back just because I was still, like, very anxious. Yeah, I, th- I think I think, I think think if you just say you didn't go to the cinema this year, I don't think anyone would, have, would actually blame you. Yeah. Apart from Chris Nolan, yeah. who, you know, lost a fuckload scr- of money on this movie. I, th- I think Chris Nolan and Tom Cruise would hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. They would. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, um they this we're gonna also talk about that a, a little bit more later on as well. Uh the number four was um mm. it's another um hang on, is this a Chinese movie or am I or am I being racist? It's a Japanese movie. <laughs> it's a Japanese movie. You know I don't I don't please keep that in. I don't read please Japanese or Chinese in. and there's a lot of symbols. Um it's it's called Demon Slayer <laughs> the movie Mugen Train. And oh, it's, um, that's the, uh, the anime movie, isn't it? It's, it's an uh, anime dark fantasy period action film based yeah, on the based shonen on the, manga um, series Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a direct sequel that's to the anime TV series. Yeah, that's not surprising. Like, yeah. anime movies make a weird amount of money. Like, yeah. they are surprisingly, you know, resourceful. Especially <laughs> overseas in, like, Japan and America. Like America for specifically Dragon Ball movies, yeah, are insane. Yeah, they do make a lot of money. They make shit tons. I think uh, the latest Dragon Ball movie like made the most in America. I think it was like Dragon Ball uh, Super Broly. Broly, like yeah, that. Broly came out a couple of years ago, and that was massive. That was huge. Yeah, it was insane. Um, so the number three. It's the final American release. It made $426 million. Do you want to try and guess what this might be? $426 million this year. What have I got in there? 
Bill and Ted Face Music? How on earth? No, no, it came out in January. People would have bought it. Came out in January. Oh, it came out in January. Um, That's the reason it made any money at all. I don't know. The Gentleman? It's Bad Boys for Life. Oh, uh, I forgot that happened. The Will Smith and Martin Lawrence return. I, I didn't watch it. It's half decent, you know. It's it's better than the other two. Put it that way. The other two are garbage, and this is watchable. I quite enjoyed that, like Bad Boys 2. I no. think it's just a dumb, fun movie to watch. No, you just turn terrible. your brain off, and watch a fun action movie. <laughs> it's terrible. Lines. Um, but yeah, th- this, this came out... Um, it made $426 million and it's the highest grossing uh, American release of uh, 2020. Then the final two, uh, number two was a movie called My People, My Homeland, made $433 million. And this is another Chinese movie. It's an anthology comedy. And the film consists of five short stories that take place in various Chinese cities. Damn, Chinese anthology movies just took it, like, took some steam this year, didn't they? Yeah, man. Last year even. And the number one movie grossing a whopping... A massive, a chart-topping $461 million. <laughs> it is a movie called The 800. It's another Chinese one. And it is, um, it's about the defense of Sihang Warehouse in 1937 Shanghai during the Battle of Shanghai and the Second Sino-Japanese War. Is it an anthology movie? It is not an anthology movie. Damn. It is a linear film. Um, so yeah, like... We've been seeing over the past few years, China has become a massive part of the global market. But like, seeing as that eight, the eight hundred only came out in China and it made four hundred and sixty million dollars, that's that is nutty. Great hope. That's nutty, man. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. I'm always interested in like foreign markets making uh, making money because there was a movie a few years ago called Wolf Warrior Two that made nine hundred million dollars in China alone. I remember hearing about that. You forget how many... There's so many people in China, man. And there's like... There's so many screens as well. There's about 20,000 screens. And in America, like, the max amount of screens you can get put on is like 4,000. I mean... Granted, the reason there's a lot of people in China is because of overpopulation. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah. Like, they've had to enforce a rule for that, for God's sake. Yeah. Um... You know that's the world. We're talking about the world there. Let's um, let's wheel it back in a little bit. Uh, David, do you want to hear from the US or the UK? You know what? Let's go to the homeland. Let's go to the UK. The we UK. Don't want to go to the capital yet. The top ten highest-grossing movies in the UK this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the numbers are a lot smaller. I mean, mainly because of COVID, but like the numbers over here are much smaller anyway. Uh, we don't make that much money at the cinema as a country. So, you know, the numbers are going to be smaller, but still, you know, it's it's still good. So at number 10, it's a movie that we loved. Um, I think mm-hmm. you, you've already tried to mention it. It mm-hmm. made $9 million. It's The Invisible Man. I thought you were going to say it before me. Yeah, The Invisible Man made nine eating. made $9 million. And since it was on a budget of what? Was it? 10 million or 5 million maybe in the middle i'm gonna find out now it was a really it was a small budget though so i think it made its money back alone in the uk which is which is crazy which is absolutely mad especially when it came like considering you know streaming yeah 
The budget was seven million. There you go. It made its money back in the UK. And then we've got the uh, the Wait, US numbers say, later on. Well done, Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell, you're a you're a goat. Um, you're a god. The number, on the podcast. The number nine seed came out um, the same the same day. Well, I watched it on the same day as mm-hmm. the Invisible Man. It made ten million dollars, which is uh, which is tiny for what it is. It's uh, Pixar's Onward. I also watched this one surprisingly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty good movie. I didn't watch many movies this year. <laughs> that one I was one of them. Ten. <laughs> um, we'll be discussing I, this. I've got ten written down. <laughs> And that was that was ten percent of the new movies I watched. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds so pitiful. Twenty <laughs> percent of them were Pixar movies. <laughs> oh my god, that's nuts! <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, um, yeah, that made that made ten million dollars, uh, ten million pounds. Even sorry, I keep saying dollars. Um, ten million pounds. Uh, the number eight seed, uh, we mentioned it earlier, it's Birds of Prey. That made £11.5 million. Pounds. I bought this on my Sky Store and I still haven't fucking watched it. <laughs> the I number- was going to watch it to prepare for this, but I didn't fucking want to. The number seven seed actually shocked me quite a bit. Go on. It is not an American or British release. Can you get mm-hmm. It's a foreign market movie and it made £15 million pounds in the UK in 2020. Can you guess what it is? In the UK, in the UK, it was hmm. it, it, it. It's a very big movie. It took a lot of headlines um, this year. Transfuse on Peninsula. No, David. Nobody Why saw that. Nobody saw I that. I want people to see Transfuse on. You're on the right. That's a, a well known movie. You're in the right country, though. <laughs> I'm in the right. I'm in Japan or Korea. Actually? Korea. It's Korea. Korea. Now you're I'm being racist. <laughs> I don't know any Korean movie. I'm guessing Sputnik. That's Russian. How am I supposed to fucking know? It's Parasite. Best picture winner. I didn't watch it. But you should. It's really great. And obviously, everyone in the UK thought, hey, it's won best picture. Let's go and check it out. Because it made 15 million pounds, which is nuts. So uh, big up Parasite. For a foreign film, that's huge. That's huge. Um, The number six seed... Um, bring it a little closer to home again. It's a British film, The Gentleman. Made uh, made sixteen million pounds. One. You watch that one. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and this is a good movie. This is a bloody good movie that gets better every time I watch it. Absolute fucking damn me, I feel. <laughs> Everyone's it's my so good. Thing to say. It's, it's my favorite thing to that's say. That's Nightmare that Fuel. That is. It's Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> Um, the, the number five, uh, the the number five highest grosser in the UK with a, a massive twenty million pounds. Um, it's the number one. It's the number three in the world. It's a uh, Bad Boys for Life. So, eh. Yeah, didn't it, care. It's 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 decent. You know, it's decent. If you like the others, you'll probably like this. Um, the number four movie, uh, Crazy. It's Doolittle again. It made twenty one million pounds. Why? I, I, I got good God knows, uh, but we'll again discuss this a little uh, later on again. The number Quick three seed. Uh, I keep saying seed like I'm in a tournament. Sorry. The the number three, uh, the number uh, the third highest grossing movie in the UK was Tenet, twenty three million pounds. 
Um, nice. Number two, Sonic the Hedgehog, twenty-five million pounds. And then damn good movie. The I number one, one, the number one pick. It's it's over double the number two pick. Mm-hmm. So number two was twenty-five million. This made fifty-seven million. Came out in January. Um, Birds of Prey. No, no, I said Birds of Prey earlier. Oh. It was an Oscar movie. Oh, 1917. 1917. Made I fi- watched that one. £57 million. Absolutely huge for Sam Mendes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, this was like the biggest movie all through January. Like, I, wow. I, saw, I, I, I saw it in the cinema three times. It was, it's so good. If you haven't seen 1917, check that out. That is a stunning movie. Absolutely stunning. And it's one of my favourites of the year. Um, I mean, I can only really have a top 10 of the year because I only saw 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it so is in your I, top 10. I can save this day. It's in my top 10. <laughs> but at the same time, Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl is in your top 10 of the year. <laughs> Um, That's a sentence I never want to say again. <laughs> um, so in the US, um, it's mainly the same, but there are a few at the bottom end that are a bit different. So the number 10 is uh, the probably the newest movie to come out. It's Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, that made $33 million. Um, mm-hmm. At the 9 seed, this might shock you, it's um, a Nick Cage movie. Is it Color Out Space? It's the Crudes too, and that made thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> right, that's not a Nick Cage movie. It's just a movie <laughs> I know. I just he just I wanted to throw. It off. Um, then number eight was Tenet with fifty-eight million dollars. Seven was Onward, sixty-one point five million dollars. And then here's the outlier: the number six seed with sixty-two million dollars is um, the Harrison Ford dog movie, The Call of the Wild. I heard of that, and I heard people saying that it was apparently supposed to be really close to the book, and then it wasn't really close to the book. Yeah, and apparently it's weird. There's a the dog CGI all the way through, and it I've Why? seen footage. Use a real fucking dog. It looks weird, man. It looks weird. Um, then number five, the, inv- the Invisible Quickly, Man. What oh, is the point of CGI dogs when people literally train dogs to be in movies? Because you can the dogs are like. Wick, our dogs. You could, I think it's There's so no you can point. like. I think it's so you can see like the emotion in its face a bit more. No, it's a gimmick. It's literally. Oh yeah. A gimmick. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a gimmick. I'm, I'm like, trying to give legitimate is, reasons, like, but it is a gimmick. Some some of the movies this year had some gimmicks. Like the gentleman's gimmick was it's a like you know fully narrated story that's being pitched as a movie in a sense. That's not a. That's just the that, storytelling device. That's not a gimmick. That's the gimmick. That, that's, that's not like gimmick. to get the, the audience. 1917. No, 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 no. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. The gentleman doesn't have a gimmick. It's just a Guy Ritchie film. 1917's gimmick. Yeah, sure. It's all one shot. Yeah. I'll give you it's that li- one. The well, Call of the Wild is a like, CGI. I don't. think there's like three cuts, like that are literal, like visible cuts. Yeah, something like in that. In 1917, but like the the gimmick of 1917 is that it's all one shot or supposedly all one shot. Yeah. Can I just ask how many how many times did you look out for invisible cuts? Uh, every time I watch it, I do. See, that's the annoying thing. And I really enjoyed the movie, but I feel like because I know that and because <laughs> I'm looking for those invisible cuts, it's bringing down the movie for me. Yo, like, have you? What was I going to say? 
did you watch the um because the guys at corridor crew did a video on it about you know they do a cgi artist react and they did there was a section on one of the videos on this and they're showing like how some of the shots were done uh like you know going through no man's land and there's there's one moment where it looks really obvious that like there's some sort of thing going on with the camera and it's because like the end of shot when he's jumping then do a cgi double and then make him do the drop and then they start the shot again on the floor and it carries on like that and i was like wow that's really interesting like they they really thought this out really well and it's a yeah the the way that they did the invisible cuts are genuinely impressive like usually invisible cuts in one shots are just you go behind something and then you cut because it's like completely black they did that a fair few times but there's some that feel like they're just edited so well that you can't can't even tell yeah, it's 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 a work of art. Uh, 1917 it's, is so genuinely impressive. impressive. Yeah, but at the same time, that the the idea of that brings up the movie for me, which I don't like at the same time because I don't want a gimmick to bring up a movie. Yeah, if you get what I mean, it's a storytelling. Uh, okay, fair. I, I just I, like my my main thing is I just don't want to like think of the movie as oh my god it's really good you should see how they made it. I think I, I think that can I, be. I should be able to just that can, it can be good. Yeah, but I think the, the movie still stands on its own without ju- without just thinking like, oh my god, well, how did they make this? It's just it's great. It sits you in the passenger seat of this movie, yeah. and like it it's definitely a, feels it's like non-stop. You're the it's non-stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're right. It is non-stop. After like 25 minutes, that film is just full throttle. It's yeah. insane. Um. So the number five uh, highest grossing movie in the US in 2020 was The Invisible Man. That made $70 million. Uh, Doolittle nice. made $77 million, so that was number four. Number three was Birds of Prey or The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That made $84 million. Uh, then we get into the 100 millions and the, uh, number two was Sonic the Hedgehog made $146 million. And the number one, it's Bad Boys for Life, made $206 million in the US. Which is a... Tenet not make a load, like, be number one in the US. Well, yeah, Tenet only made 58. Fucking hell. Right down at the bottom, at number eight. So those are all the highest grossers. forcing a movie to come out during a pandemic, Nolan. That's what you get. Now, I've I've now got a list of three... Movies that lost the most money in 2020. Um, so the first one, uh, they all lost around. Uh, it's not. It's, they don't have a a specific number, so it's just estimates. But um, yeah, the first one is the Call of the Wild. Yeah, that uh, on a budget of between 125 and 150 million dollars, it made globally 107.6 million. So it lost. Yeah. Between fifty and a hundred million. So basically, how how this works to anyone who doesn't know is like you've got your production budget that they give out, basically double that for marketing, and then so that movie to break even, the movie has to make twice its budget, mm-hmm. just as a rule of thumb. Obviously, some have more budget, uh, more marketing budget, some have less. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it lost. So yeah, they probably could have saved some money and not used a CGI dog. Or use any other actor that cares more than Harrison Ford. 
does he even care about any movies in nowadays? No, I've seen an interview with him about this movie, and he says, um, and like, because he has to pet the dog, but it's a human, mm. it's a guy in a CGI suit, and he has to like oh, scratch God. his ear and stuff. And the, someone's asking him, like, like, how do you feel like doing this? Like, how, how do you get comfortable doing this? He's like, well, there's money involved. I'm just like, God, good God, I have so much respect for Harrison Ford. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no idea. Granted, the guy's like bit of a dick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't want to go with for a beer with him. I just respect for, his like for dickishness. That, I I completely respect it. It's like fuck it, I'll do it. I've got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, at the same time, at least have a bit of passion for the you're in. Come on. The next one. Um, can you guess this one? Uh, just stop asking me if I can guess it because I'm just going to keep on guessing wrong. Just, just say the movie. <laughs> it's, it's Let's a, get through these lists. It's Doolittle. So on a budget, uh, I mean, obviously it ended up on the highest grosses of the year, um, but it wasn't good enough. So the budget for this movie was 175 million, um, and it made 250 million dollars uh, overall. So it lost. Uh, between fifty and a hundred million dollars. Cool. Again, like that's an insane amount of money to lose. Um, yeah, crazy. The next one, this might be a shock to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest bombs of the year is actually Tenet. Yeah, not a shock to me at all. On a budget, it came out in the, at the highest point of a pandemic, yeah, and it was forced to come out when they could have released it for streaming. It on a budget of two hundred million dollars, it grossed three hundred and seventy-four million, and so it lost again between fifty and a hundred million because they they marketed this so much and they kept having to push release dates back and release more trailers and release more adverts and stuff like that. So all this is money. I dread to think what the marketing budget for No Time to Die is because the, ima- the amount of trailers they've pumped out and the amount of money they've pumped out in two separate marketing um, strategies now, they're now having to do it again ne- uh, this year in 2021. That's so, um, yeah, so Tenet, massive. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a bomb in the end of it. I mean, it it made it onto the top top five highest grosses in the world but it but that's for 2020 that's for 2020 and 2020 was crap and this movie lost a lot of money do you think without a pandemic how much money do you think tenet would have made over a billion do you reckon it was hyped to fuck i know but like crazy 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 sci-fi like, crazy sci-fi, but it's Nolan. It's well-known crazy sci-fi. But, like, like, ca- we, like, look at it like this. So, casual view- movie watchers, one of the most confusing and one of the most interesting films that they will ever watch in their life is going to be Inception. And that is the one of the biggest Nolan films. And then they probably also watched the Dark Knight trilogy. Or at least the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Maybe not Batman Begins. Yeah. So, if you think about it like that, they will be hyped for an interesting looking movie with a well, with a known actor with Robert Pattinson. And what they hear about it is we actually blew up a plane for this movie because that was one of the big push. Like that was one of the big ideas for the film. 
Like, instead of, you know, doing a CGI explosion for the plane, they actually blew up a real fucking plane. Yeah. That would hype people, that hyped people up. I reckon this would have easily made a billion if it wasn't for a pandemic, because this seems like the marketing was so damn interesting, even for casual viewers, that they had to see it. Well, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, from confusing a... confusing as fuck, yeah. doesn't matter. Think from about like, marketing alone. From, like, a money perspective, though, Dunkirk, which was Nolan's last movie, uh, that only made $526 million. That wasn't, like, an interesting-looking marketing thing, though, because I watched the trailers of Dunkirk, and it just looked like a good war movie. Interstellar uh, made $701 million. Interstellar's trailers were decent, but once again, then, it's too sci-fi. Obviously, the Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight both made over a billion, but that's Batman. Yeah, and Inception yeah. made eight hundred and thirty-six million. So, like, yeah. so think about the he, hype from Inception and the. Like, I know, but like, like, I just don't think. Films. I don't think Nolan's just a Nolan movie on its own without Batman can can crack a billion. I don't think this would have cracked a billion. I think it would have been big in the US. And in the UK, but like, I, t- I just don't think it would have. It, it's it's a really hard movie to translate because there's so much going on, and it's very yeah, it's very plot heavy. So I don't think this yeah. would have cracked a billion, but I think true, it would it would have made the trailers. It just looked like a like a really cool sci-fi action movie with one little time gimmick. I think I think like, this movie probably would have made about like maybe six hundred, seven hundred million. Maybe I think it would have made probably double what it actually made in the end. I can 100% agree with that at the same, but at the same time, because like thinking about hype and thinking about the fact that, like, logically, when people hear Christopher Nolan, they think of Inception and Dark Knight trilogy. They yeah, don't definitely. think of Interstellar, they don't think of Dunkirk, no, they don't think of Memento, no, they think of those three, like those three movies specifically. Not even the four movies of the full Dark Knight trilogy, because no, like most people forget that Batman Begins is a part of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, they always hear the trilogy. It's like, oh yeah, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and, and that other one. Like, um, they always say that because it's called the Dark Knight trilogy, so they're going to remember the names well with Dark Knight in them. It it just makes sense. So to me, I genuinely think this could have easily made a billion if it wasn't for a pandemic, and yeah like people would have run to see this so now we move away from box office Mm -hmm. and uh because streaming became a huge thing i mean i mean i mean it always had it's been building up for a while but it it did the most for movies this year a hundred percent a hundred percent so i've got a list here according to like the numbers released by the companies which we don't get much of Netflix are, are notoriously very secretive about their numbers that they release. But from what we know, uh, these are the top 10 movies on the streaming mm-hmm. service. So the most popular ones, the most watched um, out of all of them that came out in 2020. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So at number 10, at number 10, we've got, um, this was meant to be released in cinemas, but then got pushed onto Netflix. Um, it's the Kamel Nanjiani comedy uh, the Lovebirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this. I think it's. I think it's quite fun. It's a very easy comedy to watch. It's under an hour and a half. It's not like you know. It's it's not amazing, but it's not bad either. Yeah, it's like very. It's very solid. It got a, a, a few laughs out of me. 
I won't rush back to see it again, but it's I'd recommend it to someone if they were looking for a rom com. Hundred percent. Uh number nine, um this was on HBO Max. Uh it's The Witches. I haven't seen this. Because mm-hmm. you have uh, to pay sixteen quid to watch it over here, and I'm not doing that. I mean you can rent it for cheap and now I think it's like three quid, but fuck it. It's, oh yeah, um, yeah, I don't really care. There's no and, point. And the I reviews and the reviews were pretty dreadful for this. Anne yeah. Hathaway remake. Um number eight, one of my favourite movies of the year on Netflix. Uh The Trial of the Chicago Seven. The new Aaron Sorkin movie. Yo. Yo! How's it going, boys? I'm alright, bro. How are you? Are you recording a podcast right now? Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, no way. Yes way. Uh, Xander's going for a shit ton of lists. (laughs) Oh, are you doing a year in review or something? We are. We are. Yes. That's amazing. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, <laughs> thanks. What are you? I just wanted to pop in to say hi. Oh well, oh, hi. hi. This is lovely. How are you, how are you doing? Um, what <laughs> what are you currently discussing? Uh, we're we're doing the top ten movies that were the most popular movies on streaming services. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What have you just read out? Uh, so we've had uh, the Lovebirds that was on Netflix. You know the Camille Nanjiani comedy. I, I do. I do know the one. Um, and then number nine was The Witches on HBO Max. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, I just wanted to come say hi. <laughs> I, I had no idea you'd be recording a podcast. So, it's all right, yeah. bro. It's so all right. Quickly, before you, before you go, Alex, what did you win in that competition that Flat Moon won? Oh, we won, um, we won a day of recording in the studio. Hey, hey that's massive. Uh, that's it, one. Big. So it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So new flat moon tunes come in once lockdown's over. Hooray! Nice. Hooray! Whenever that finally may be. some good fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's what we like to hear. Um, be- before you go, then Alex. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite movie of last year, or do you have a least favorite movie of twenty uh, twenty? Um, favorite movie of last year. I was a big fan of The Gentleman. The gentleman was banging. The gentleman was banging. The gentleman was great. Um, I didn't even realise that that came out in 2020. That's how long yeah, it felt. Yeah, in it. <laughs> I, I was like, thought that was 2019, like mid-2019 as well. I saw that on like a top 10 2020 list and I was like, damn. Damn. Yeah, damn. I, I, yeah. I saw it in the top three. It, it came out, in, uh, it came out in, in, uh, on New Year's Day. Yeah, I went, I went to see it New Year's Day. <laughs> It's just about a 2020 movie. Then. Just about. Jesus just Christ. about. No way. Well, yeah, that was my favorite movie. They started off strong. Started off strong. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 started off strong, boys. You heard it here first. Uh, really, really went downhill quite quickly. Just a oh, little anyway. Four days in, the world was on fire. Yes. Quite literally. That was true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I just wanted to come say hi. No worries, bro. Uh, yeah, you, no worries, you're welcome back anytime. Enjoy the rest of your podcast. We will do. We will do. Stay safe, brother. Much love. You too. Much love. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> He's just like my favorite dude. You know. <laughs> that was top. He's just. <laughs> oh god, I love him. <laughs> I mean, we did tell him at some point he should uh, bomb the podcast or something. Yeah, just pop, pop on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. James will probably do it at three o'clock when we're, 
when we're meant to be recording. Yeah. So, number eight. <laughs> the, the, the number eight um, most popular movie no, movie on streaming service. One of my favourites of the year was uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix, the new Aaron Sorkin movie. Mm-hmm. This is... This was absolutely fantastic. I love Aaron Sorkin as a writer. And um, as a director, he's making quite a name for himself. Molly's Game came out a few years ago, and that was great. And this has come out, and this is just fantastic. Uh, So if you guys haven't seen it, which apparently there's only a few of you that haven't, um, go and check it out. It's real good. Number seven was another Netflix one, and it is uh, the Charlize Theron action movie, The Old Guard. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that. Did you see this? Nope. This came out like in the middle of summer and everyone had just like sort of renewed their Netflix account because Tiger King got huge and um, another movie that came out that we'll t- be talking about a bit later up this list came out and was massive on Netflix. So, and this was the next one to come out. So this sort of got big as well. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I kind of wish I had, uh, but... Anyway. I haven't watched any of the Netflix movies this year. Like, pretty much any Netflix original, I don't think I've watched... Um... Yeah. Apart from maybe one. I'll look back on my list just to make sure. <laughs> Technically one. Technically one. We move. Technically, we'll I'll get I'll get back to it later. Fair enough. Um number six was a, a Disney Plus release. Mm-hmm. Um it's Mulan. Mulan what a bunch of piece of shit. Yeah. Um this this apparently was very popular and it's um what thirty dollar price tag twenty pound uh, price tag yeah yeah it's a uh, for premium purchase unbelievable I can't believe Disney did that and you know what they're gonna do it again because you can't believe Disney did that it, it was super popular so they're probably gonna do it again can I just say you can't believe Disney did that okay yes I can yes I can do that it's Disney <laughs> number five is another Disney plus one. And it's actually mm-hmm. the uh, the Phineas and Ferb movie that got released. I didn't watch that, but I really wanted to. I keep on telling myself, I'm going to watch that. I don't. Yeah. Nope, not. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard it was quite good. I've heard it was quite good. The number four, as mentioned earlier, another Netflix one. It's uh, the Chris Hemsworth action movie, Extraction. Which this is the other one, I guess. And I've got a third one that I can think of now. It's really good. It's really good. Like, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a Call of Duty movie. Any single... Right. Any war film, especially World War II film, could be considered a Call of Duty movie. You could say Saving Private Ryan... I mean, like... I mean, just like, want, like, almost like, just... You're on your own. And, like, almost just... I don't know what I mean by that. Not following a campaign, just like a first-person shooter movie, this is what I imagine it would look like. When I say Call of Duty, I just mean shooter in general. I don't mean, I mean actually granted, following the plot, of, the plot of Call of Duty. They've literally said that they're doing a Call of Duty movie. Oh, right. Well, AKA, all you have to do is make a decent war film and call it Call of Duty. Yeah, it's literally all you have Find a decent war film, Yeah. buy the rights to it, change the name. <laughs> that is li- that's the that's literally the cheat there because Call of Duty yeah. is one of the easiest things to make a movie of if you're going off of like original Call of Duty or do like a modern Iraqi war film and once again you can do the exact same thing and call it Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um but yeah, this is basically just 
Chris Hemsworth, um, he's, he's uh, saving a kidnapped child and then working his way through basically a war zone to to mm-hmm. get him to safety. And there's a there's a the, uh, a war zone. Oh my god! <laughs> um, <laughs> the action in this is fantastic. The action is superb, absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, check check that out. Extraction's a really good time. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's really dark and violent, but it's real good. Um, the number three movie. I don't think you'll be able to guess this one. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime. It's a uh, the um, it's the movie My Spy with uh, the, uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah, that's it. Where a little girl finds that out that girl. he's a spy. Yeah, apparently it's really bad, uh, but Amazon bought the rights to it, put it on the service, and I bet they're glad they did because it it was super popular. Yeah. Um, Apparently the plans for the Call of Duty movie are now on hold, claims the director. Ah. ah, Stefano Salina. Cool. Cool. Number two. Oh, the guy who did Sicario. Or the second one. Oh, the second one. Right. I was going to say the first one was Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, no. Number two um, is Borat 2. Borat 2, subsequent movie film on Amazon. Um, This was really good. This was surprisingly good. It's he has um, come out and said that he's not bringing back uh, like Borat anytime soon. There's no plans for it. He no. only brought back Borat because of Trump. Yeah, yeah, that not yeah. because of the pandemic, just because of Trump. It just happened that there was a pandemic going on when they filmed it. It genuinely like, it, include it. It genuinely feels like like when it first got announced, I was like, "Why are you doing another Borat? Like just another long-awaited sequel? Like there's no need. Like Borat is no, so no, 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 no. unpop, like he's so unrelevant." But then the movie came out, and it's like, right, okay, yeah, this needed to be done. This is it, he's it's so he's good. both the most unrelevant and like irrelevant and the most relevant character right now. Yeah, because he's the only person that you can imagine doing anything with Trump that would be considered also funny and really serious yeah because definitely. it just shows how much of an arsehole he is definitely uh, hashtag fuck trump <laughs> get impeached well then uh <laughs> so yeah bought bar two real good real good what uh, it was a highlight of the year and the number one movie on streaming that came out i'm not sure whether like it, it's this is in my top 10 for the year as well but i'm i'm really uncertain whether it counts or not it's uh, it was on Disney Plus, yeah. and it's Hamilton. Uh, no, like that that counts. All oh, right, it's still a movie, yeah. even if it's a movie filming like a a musical filmed. It was That's a musical filmed a because it's considered it was a movie. it was also filmed back in twenty sixteen. Doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be made in like in twenty twenty. Yeah, because none of these. Movies oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like no matter what, there's, there, that's kind of impossible. That's impressive, if anything. If you can make and release a movie in 2020, a big budget movie. Well, I mean, Borat two did that. To you. Borat two did that. Yeah, but that's that's different because they're doing it about 2020. They yeah. have to do it. Like, um, they're making like a genuine just movie. Like, say, Tenet was somehow filmed and then released in 2020. That's impressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Hamilton. Holy crap, man. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, that was the, that was the most popular movie on streaming services this year. Crazy. Were Were there any that you think should have been on this list? Maybe. Uh, when it comes to streaming. So, to be honest, no. Uh, the like I I've only watched one streaming movie uh, that was on Netflix. And it's only technically a movie because it's bought. They bought the rights to it to release it worldwide, and that was the platform, which I've already recommended on the podcast. Before. Oh yeah, it's a yeah, horror yeah. movie, really, really, really interesting. Uh, it feels like the ending is a bit rushed, but you know I've already talked about it before. Yeah, I don't think that should have been on this list though, just because one, it's a very unknown foreign film. It's an indie horror film. Yeah, and so by that alone, I can't see it being on this list. And two, no, that's fair. That's fair. Like, it just, yeah, it was made for a tiny budget. Yeah. Like, that movie was made for next to nothing, which is impressive because, <laughs> that, like, the idea of it and everything, that could be made into, like, a proper TV show as well. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, not really, from what I can tell. Like, no. All the films that I remember, other than maybe, like, I don't know, the SpongeBob movie. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised the SpongeBob movie didn't make it to enter this list. Um, and well, I was I think that's because it didn't release in in Netflix over in America. Maybe I think that's just a UK thing. Maybe, maybe. Um, oh yeah, because it it's coming out in January. Yeah, over there in it. Um, yeah, so we got it way ahead of time, and so honestly, when it comes to this year, pirating reigns supreme. Oh yeah, especially yeah. in the UK when it comes to certain films like um, Wonder Woman 1984, that is going to be pirated to shit yeah. because nobody wants to pay 16 quid for a film you can get for free in America. Yeah, who the hell would do that? What the? Respecting. Speaking of TV shows. Speaking of TV shows, you mentioned TV earlier. Uh, it was a while ago, but I was going to say it then, but then you carried on talking. So I'm just yeah. going to pretend you didn't carry on talking. Speaking of TV shows, um, we've now got, I've now got lists of the top five uh, and well, for, ne- say, for Netflix. Oh, have it- you got like? Go on. Have you got like ones for like Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney Plus? Yes. Sake, I've got so many lists. I've got a top ten for Netflix and then top five for everything else. Um, so for Netflix, uh, the, these are the most popular TV shows because TV shows were massive this year, weren't they? They were massive. Yeah, so um, the, the 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 number ten for Netflix was um, Alex's favorite show of the year. It was a uh, Ratched. That was uh, that was ironic. Alex hated it. <laughs> yes he did and it looked pretty shocking um, but yeah apparently it was super popular number 9 was The Haunting of Blind Manor didn't actually watch that I was really fucking excited for it and I didn't watch it you didn't watch it I, I don't I only spoke to one person who actually saw it I watched the first episode and it, the first episode was really good it's just at the time I wasn't in the mood for like movies and TV shows I was just watching yeah. shit on YouTube I was only watching movies whenever we had to watch them for the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Number eight was um, a reality TV show. Uh, It's called Love is Blind. Which is uh, people sit behind a screen and date people and then they try and get married. Uh, Love is blind. Number seven, which feels a little bit cheating uh, because it was actually a YouTube original. 
before coming to Netflix. Cobra it's Kai. Cobra Kai. I... That's not necessarily cheating because Netflix bought the rights from them because like YouTube originals went down the fucking drain straight after Cobra Kai came out. Yeah, yeah. People got people got the free like trial and then watched it and were like, okay, this is good. Se- season two came out, people pirated it because it's on YouTube and that's easy to record. Yeah. Very. Like, let, let's be honest, YouTube making TV shows and a subscription service for YouTube is the stupidest idea Google has ever come up with. Yep, but apparently they made a really good show. Yeah, but it's a shame that it was on YouTube at a premium subscription. Yeah, but that's what, what this is about. Number six was... um. I've, I I keep coming across this on Netflix. It's a uh, unsolved mysteries. It's a docu series about once again unsolved... originally a YouTube thing. Oh, was it actually. Yeah. It oh is wow. An adaptation of a YouTube thing. Wow. There you go. I think it was um, Buzzfeed's unsolved mysteries originally. Yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Told you once again. YouTube like content creators can make some genuinely good stuff, and so like the. Uh, like this is going way off topic, but Zandy, you know the uh, the comedy documentary series on Netflix. What was it fucking called? Oh, American you Vandal. Recommend- American Vandal. That was original, like a sh- a short YouTube thing. Once again, American Vandal is phenomenal. Uh, but one like Netflix just takes something from YouTube and decide, yeah, we're gonna make this. It works. To be fair, <laughs> it worked really well. It does work really, really well. And hats off to them for doing it. Um, number five was um, we did a whole episode on it. It's the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, this was really marketed good. everywhere. I really enjoyed it. it yeah, was it, it was really okay. Good. It was okay. It was okay. I'm, I'm very mixed on the show, but you know, I'm okay with it existing, and I'll watch another season. Yeah. Well, you have to now. Oh, yeah, I have to. Now I've said it, I have to. Um, yep. <laughs> number four was um, um, a show that I've never heard of, and I had to. Le- I just had to Google it right now. Um, it's called Outer Banks. Outer Banks. Um, and it's... Um, it, it says, A teenager enlists his three best friends to hunt for a legendary treasure linked to his father's disappearance. That sounds awful. It's got 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, sounds shit. It's got some good-looking actors in it, so I guess that's why uh, that's why it was so popular in the end. Um, but yeah, fourth most popular show on Netflix of 2020. Crazy. Number three. Um, I w- this, this shocked me a bit. I didn't realise this show was so popular. Um, it's Ozark. Yeah, it's a. I've watched the first season of Ozark, and the first season is fucking great. Well, the third season came out this year, and it wasn't mass. It was massive. Yeah, I might have to watch that. Yeah, me too, man. I probably should since I started the first season. Since I watched the full first season. Oh yeah, I should probably finish the show. (laughs) Um, Number two, I don't think this will surprise anyone. Was a Tiger King, the documentary series that took over lockdown everything yeah. was talking about tiger king um 
We've said our piece on it before. The number okay, one. I watched half an hour. The number one, though. This was a recent one. Pretty. It mm-hmm. got pretty huge. Mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit. Oh. The uh, the show about chess. I haven't seen this yet. But I've heard nothing but great things. To be honest, right? The idea of a show about chess in 2020 makes sense to me for one reason and one reason alone. On YouTube and Twitch, for some reason, chess became big. Did it? Yeah, especially so. There's a YouTuber that I watch. Um, like I, there was some big YouTubers playing Twitch, playing Twitch. Yes, playing Twitch. Smart, smart. Playing chess on Twitch. Okay. Like it was pretty insane. Like how many people were doing it. Like it basically, just board games in general became pretty big because of um. There was a game called Fifty One Worldwide Games that came out on Switch, and uh, that had like God knows how many. That became huge because it was just a good way to pass the time during lockdown, especially with the online co-op stuff. Yeah. And like chess on Switch became big because they were holding like online tournaments on Switch for a decent amount of money. And some big people were like coming into them. The people, like some big people in like Among Us fame as well. Uh, YouTuber I watch, uh, Penguin Zoe, aka Critical. Um, oh, yeah, he yeah. Was, he won insanely at chess. Like he pulled an insane move and it's genuinely impressive. Like the, the stuff that's gone mad on Twitch this year is so cool. Yeah. Like just a nerd out a bit, like Fall Guys, nobody would have cared unless it's on Twitch. Among Us, Xander, one of your favorite games to play. It's, it's not your current favorite game to play. It's so much fun. You love it. It's so much you fun. You love it to bits. You've bought a new laptop so we can play proximity chat on Among Us. Granted, that's not the only reason. I was going to say, one yeah. Of the reasons. <laughs> it's very simple. It's one of the reasons. Um, Genuinely yeah, is because you po- couldn't get I mean, on your map. Pokemon cards became huge this year. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh got like card openings in general became huge this year because they were like people started valuing once again. Critical kind of started that. Yeah, like, he helped like you know push that into the mainstream because he's one of the mainstream Twitch stream, like Twitch streams because he also just watches Gordon Ramsay half the time as well and just laughs at it. What a guy! Like, he's it's genuinely insane. Like there's some weird, really cool stuff that came out this year. On Definitely. Like YouTube and Twitch. Like, yeah, th- this year for... happened. This that happened in 2020. This year for content creators. What's this? Ordinary sausage. No. He's just a guy that makes different sausages, like out of different stuff. So, um, he did a KFC bug like bucket sausage. Incredible. Uh, he did a turkey Thanksgiving sausage with Critical because like Critical watched his videos on stream and gave him a huge boost in subscribers. Incredible. So he started to praise him as Jesus. And now he's huge. He's got like he, this year alone, he's gotten 539k subscribers. Wow. And he started eleven months ago. So he's got half a million like nearly like six hundred thousand in eleven months because of one person. Wow. Um. Yes. Yeah. yeah Twitch. Impressive. Like, this year for content creators has been has been massive. Absolutely. It massive. has. It's it's been a shit year, but at the same time, content creators have helped us get through it. Yeah, man. Which is weird to say, but like stuff like Rust. Very recently, that game's been out for years. It's huge again because of Twitch. Twitch <laughs> does. 
extraordinary things for certain stuff. And it's such a shame that their policies about like copyright and everything is so horrible. Yeah, definitely. Like you, like there's a there's a law that passed that you can't stream copyrighted music and you can possibly get jail time for it. Oh yeah, I've seen this. That is stupid because once again, content creators, some of them just play like Guitar Hero on the stream. Yeah, and that's all copyrighted music. It's 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 genuinely just like cool. The stuff like this has become a lot more mainstream, and the fact that like Switch streamers have become you know such an integral part of people's livelihood now because of like the pandemic and because of lockdowns. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, like that. Um, right after that big. Um, well, we'll break it up from the bloody list constantly. <laughs> So um, I've got the top five um, Apple TV Plus shows. Why? There's only like five <laughs> shows. No, there's not. There's, they've got loads on there. It's, Number... it's like my top ten list. There's only ten. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Number five with, was Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet, the new Rob McElhaney show. And it's actually... From Ubisoft. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually half decent. Uh, there's an episode that's one of the best episodes of TV of the whole year, and it's not even about the actual people in the show. But the show's okay. Um, number four, Servant. This was that M. Night Shyamalan one about, like, a doll baby. Didn't see it. Number three, Ted Lasso. This is good. This is really good. It's about an American football coach that comes over to be an English football coach. And... Yeah, it's great. I mean, some of the acting is terrible and some of the dialogue is terrible, but I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Number two was The Morning Show, that one with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon. I didn't see it. I didn't really care. Number one was the Chris Evans TV show, Defending Jacob. I really want to check this out because apparently it was quite good. There you go. Those are the top five most popular shows on Apple TV+. Plus. Now for Amazon... Those are the top five shows on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> oh, no, not top. The five shows on Apple God TV+. Plus. Uh, this is for Amazon now. So number five was Hunters. This was that um, Al Pacino show where they're like Nazi hunters. It, the, yeah. the, the marketing was everywhere for this and I just didn't watch it. I forgot to watch it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And then I didn't watch it. Um, number four was The Expanse. Was this a Netflix show? Yes. And it's gone to Amazon. So, yeah, that that, that got um, that got really big so this year got, on Amazon. It got cancelled on Netflix, I believe. And then Amazon bought the rights to it so they could continue to make it because fans were like dedicated to getting it made again. This is the show that Lydia loves, isn't it? Fucked if I know. <laughs> no, that's the... Um... That's not the expanse. Is that the OA? The OA is shit. (laughs) Hey, Lydia. She's not listening. Uh, Number three. She fuck. Number three is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This is the the show about the uh, female stand up comic in like. I saw a shit ton of trailers whilst I was watching The Boys for this. Yeah. Didn't end up watching it. I just saw a load of trailers for it. Apparently, it's really good. And it's been going for like five years now. And I'm like, "Ah, that might be okay. But I've just never. Honestly, so 
that's the interesting thing about Amazon Prime TV shows, though. Like, they just... Nobody watches them unless it becomes huge in mainstream, like The Boys. Yeah. But Mr. Robot be- didn't become huge until, like, the final season. Yeah. And that was apparently amazing. Yeah, apparently it was. Like, what else? American got like... American Gods, yeah, with uh, McShane. I'm trying to think of another one. With Ian McShane in. Yeah. Preacher. Preacher. Preacher was huge in the final season. Nobody knew what the fuck it was when it first came out. And that's due to a lack of, like, help on, uh, like, Amazon's part. Like, they don't, you know, market their shows too well. The only, like, I've only seen one trailer for vikings come in the mainstream and that was once again for the final season the show is phenomenal but nobody knew about it because it's on amazon prime and i think nobody wants to watch it. yeah amazon's weird i'm at a lot of the stuff that's on amazon is really good but i just hate using it because the interface i is terrible I really don't like it's so hard to find things. I find it much easier to use Netflix, which is why I watch I watch things on Netflix more. Like if I'm looking for something, I won't scroll through Amazon Prime because it's a fucking nightmare. See, I I thought that at first, but I stuck like I started using Amazon Prime because I was like, I've I pay for it for a reason. I've not been getting many deliveries. I might as well have a look. I looked through, there's some damn good stuff on it, and then I just got used to it. I literally just got used to the like. I completely agree. The uh, like the interface is not user friendly at all. Yeah, but it's I. There's still some banging stuff on there, so I'm like, yeah, I I will watch something on Amazon Prime now if it goes onto Amazon Prime. Um, like I look at the latest releases for it. So the number two most popular show on Amazon. I didn't even. I've never heard of this. It's called Upload. Upload. No, I I'm I'm aware of it. Um, it's an american science fiction comedy drama tv show um about a guy who could choose his own afterlife after he dies yeah like yeah that sounds great and it's by it's it's produced by greg daniels who did what did he do greg daniels that it's like it's oh it's the office he did the office and parks and rec mad yeah i need to check this out this sounds this sounds really cool the only other thing that I watched on Amazon Prime when it comes to TV shows when it first came out was the Grand Tour. And that was because, once again, that was actually marketed. Yeah, it was. Um, number one was The Boys, obviously. One of the biggest yeah, shows of the clearly. year. And one of, probably one of the best shows of the year. It was so good. Top five Disney Plus shows. Are you ready? Oh, I forgot. Is this the last one? N- yes. Thank fuck. Number five. There's so many lists. Is the Disney Gallery for The Mandalorian. Number four was The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Number three was One Day at Disney Shorts. Number two was High School Musical, the musical, the series. And number one was The Mandalorian, Mandalorian. obviously. Like one of the biggest shows of the year. And it's all that Disney had this year. It's literally all that Disney had this year, The Mandalorian. I mean, they had, um, like, movie-wise, they had Onward and Soul. And the, yeah, the movie. But like series wise, going series for- wise, it's just the Mandalorian. Going forward, they're gonna be absolutely fine. But right now, they've got the Mandalorian, and now they've just started One Division, which we're gonna do a review for when it all comes out. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. There you go. That's that's all like the most popular stuff of the year. 
Now, um, I've got. Um, what 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 would you say would be in contention for best show of the year, best show of twenty twenty? As in my best show of twenty twenty. Yeah, your favorite. Well, Bojack Horseman ended, so Bojack Horseman. That was gonna be my pick as well. <laughs> yeah, Bojack my, Horseman that's ended in January. My favorite show of all time. So yeah, same. It, it's very fucking clearly going to be Bojack. I have a signed poster right fucking next to me of Bojack Horseman. Um, I think, I think if I had to pick something different, I'd, uh, it'd either be the Mandalorian or the Boys. I'd. Oh yeah, no. Well, for me, it would either be the boy. It would just be the boys. I like Mandalorian was good. It wasn't that amazing. Though. I see. The I think finale. I just didn't like that much at all. I thought it was stupid, and it does my head in that they constantly bring in. Bloody Bro, spoilers! What the fuck is wrong with you? We've already talked about it on the podcast, and people have been ruined it already. Anyway, it's been out for about what a month and a half now. Still, exactly. Um. And plus, are you really that surprised? It's not a spoiler if it's any, Star Wars. Anyway. Um, yeah, the, the the boys for me would be up there. Uh, the Mandalorian as well. Um, I didn't watch that many new shows on Netflix this year. I watched Tiger King, obviously, because everyone fucking watched Tiger King. Um, not everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... For me, yeah, the best show of the year, Bojack Horseman, uh, Season 6, Part B. Great, really, really great stuff. Uh, another one that'll be in contention for me. Actually, no, I can't say it. Oh wait, no, it was. It came out on the thirtieth. Haha, <laughs> I can. Um, Vikings, season six, part big. Vikings, there you go. That's it's really good. Xander, just get on watching Vikings. If you want a good show to watch, watch Vikings. You've Fair got enough. ninety episodes. <laughs> Jesus of Christ! Quality TV. <laughs> the first three seasons are a bit daunting. Because actually, no, the first season's nine episodes each, so I think it's like eighty-nine. Right. Uh, season two is ten episodes. Basically, every every season's like ten episodes, basically. Except season four, from season four on, they did two parts for the seasons. Right. So there's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. There's like eighty-nine episodes, and the first season can be a bit slow. It's a bit of a slow go. I'll, I'll check. I'll check. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Fantastic. See, from season four onwards, it hits its peak. Like it hits full blown, non-stop. You will love every millisecond of it. Um. So now I've got like a list of different categories for movies. Um, and I want to see what you what your favorite of each category was of the year. Is this more lists? No, just like between. No, like we like we're just saying. Like I've got a, a I've I have a list of like best genres, and we'll just like say like what your favorite of each genre was of the year, kind of thing. I don't think I've watched every genre this year. Okay, well just <laughs> well just 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 sweetie, just um best comedy movie, best comedy movie. What what would you give that award to? Uh, the gentleman. The gentleman or Borat for me. Borat subsequent movie film. As a, as a... How Hello, dare James. all? How dare the two of you <laughs> have a rundown 
of the 2020 movies without me. Who watched probably seven <laughs> movies. <laughs> hey, James, how's it going? <laughs> Hi, Xander. What's, the, what, what, what's this about Borat's subsequent movie film that you're on about? We're doing best comedy of the year. Oh, yeah. That's, nice yeah, said the gentleman. comedy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was the gentleman 2020 or was it 2019? New Year's 20, Day. Oh, was it? It was, it was New Year's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had yeah, this conversation with Alex Boy yeah. who randomly yeah. jumped in as well. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. This is a four-person <laughs> podcast now. Did, did Alex invade you as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in and was like, are you from the podcast? I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, di- I didn't say to James, we'll record at three. So I bet he's been sat there waiting for a text from me. Like, where is it? Where is he? Where is it? I'm so I've, sorry. I've been, well, I've been sat here thinking, do I have time to go and make some late lunch? I would have like, <laughs> I would have been you done. Got a Mackey's. I would have been done if David, you know, had actually turned up on time earlier. Okay. I, was, I was chilling so with my David's brother's fault. dog. No, you said you just got He's out of bed. I got out of bed from at one, yeah, and then I went to go and get food, but I started chilling with the We dog. were meant to record at one. <laughs> Why did I get up at one, though? <laughs> Who does that? Me. I was up Who at like... Who gets up before one? I was up at nine o'clock this morning. Me. Me, and I have a really bad sleeping pattern right now. David, I have thought off having a nap so that I, I could record this podcast with Xander today. Oh, God bless I him. was up until half six in the morning, I'll have you fucking know, mister. <laughs> and I have been, like, this week, up at 8 a.m., up until 8 a.m. <laughs> Why? Just go to fucking sleep. I, I can't. <laughs> what has this become? James, tell you what, since you're here and you're not doing anything else, do you want to run down all these with us? As well, you don't uh, have to. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on my phone right now. I haven't actually seen. All right, fair. So, um, fair. Yeah. Oh I no, I've only really watched ten movies this yeah, year. Yeah, I'll, I, I, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you a text when we're, uh, when, when we're done, and you can, uh, and we'll right. do that. Uh, the Wonder Woman. I will, review. I will, I will just throw something into the mix real quick. If, uh, Go uh, on. Have you talked about Bill and Bill and Ted yet? No. No. Well, I'm going to because I watched it. Okay. Well, okay. W- David, why didn't you say that in one of your favorite comedies of the year? Because it's not my favourite comedy of the year. Like, oh, but that, is my favourite comedy It's of the just year. kind of a place to mention all the comedies you saw. Well, most of the films that I watch are comedies. Well, then... <sighs> I'm not going to mention like, like 50% of my films. I feel like I've ruined this entire thing now. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll oh, shoot... I've kind of ruined it by talking about 70 different lists. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bro, I told you I was going to prep this and make loads of lists... And wrap up the year. You said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a few lists." You said a few. Yeah, not twenty. There was not twenty. There was one, two, three, four, five. That's already more six, than a few. Seven, eight, nine. There were nine lists. There were nine fucking lists. Quite a few lists. That's hey, too many lists. We had fun. We had so, fun. So that's so enough lists for I, nine people. So when did when did Alex invade you then? About half an hour ago. Oh god! <laughs> Just random. Just I, really, I really wish that you'd let me know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's um, okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you a text when we're ready, mate. When I'm when I'm ready. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you you. Well, I'm you gonna be here enjoy. anyway because I want to test out uh, oh. some chat mongers again. But- 
yeah. before you go, tell us, yeah. do, do you have a favorite movie of 2020 or a least favorite movie of 2020? Uh, I, I have a, uh, I wouldn't say, because none of the films I watched in 2020, I, I, I disliked. I yeah. have a film, uh, that I was most disappointed with. Go for it. Uh, which was Bill and Ted. Um, Fair. Because, and that, that was probably because of how predictable it was, but because of the nature of 2020, I can't actually pinpoint a... Uh, you know a film that i'm like oh my god that was brilliant <laughs> you realize that a gentleman was in your top 10 of all time right yeah i know but like i because i so i don't know why but i associate that film with 2019 for some reason so <laughs> but that because that was like before the dark times so. yeah yeah that's, that's <laughs> so, a fair point that's a fair dark, point before the darkest timeline began <laughs> exactly so i associate the gentleman with 2019 so I, yeah I, I guess i'd say the gentleman then um, Ale- but, Alex said the gentleman know. as well. There you go. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But, the gentleman, yeah, just... the best movie of 2020. It's official. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no other competition. <laughs> there was lots of competition. <laughs> there was ten. There was there was ten it, and you couldn't hear what was going on if you watched it in the cinema. Um, yeah, okay, good point. And it was fair also point. it was also incredibly confusing. Um, yeah, another fair point. Because I still don't understand that film. <laughs> it's nearly an entire year, and I still don't understand that. Film. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's like, what, what, what is it? It's like, it's, so people are moving backwards in time, but people are moving forwards in time. It's like a ripple effect in the, the time-space continuum doohickey thing. It just doesn't make any sense because if you you, you can't have a mirrored fight with yourself, it's wibbly wobbly, tabby wabby stuff. That, yeah. Because you can't look at your own face, because then that makes that's a paradox in itself. That you know, you're not supposed <laughs> to see your own face. It, it's just it's stupid. So it you doesn't make mirror. any sense. No, because uh, that, because a, a, a mirror isn't you looking at your own face. That's looking at a reflection. But you looking at your own face, being a person, is a paradox, and you can't have what that. What if it was somebody who looked really, really like like your doppelganger? That's a doppelganger. That doesn't count. That's a different person, David. <laughs> or is it? Oh, yes. God. Um, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. Thank you very much, James, for, for hopping in there. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, it, everything's broken. Everything's broken. I don't know what's oh, going on. Good <laughs> My legs. My legs. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, James. Thanks. Um, okay. right. Stay safe, bro. And uh, yeah, how I'll, do you dis- how do you disconnect on on your phone? Just oh, that's how. Your okay. Right. Phone I think you just hang up. I think you just hang up. Yeah. Um, James will be back with us a little bit later on. Um, not not right here, but yeah, without David, I'll go through it a little bit later on. <laughs> right. Thanks, James. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Oh dear. Fuck six. So best comedies of the year. Ugh, we already talked about it. Yeah. Borat and the gentleman for us, definitely. Um Best Action Movie. Uh So that's an interesting one. Honestly, because yeah. you can technically call it an action movie, I think Sonic. Like it's an action adventure family film. Uh, 
Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. For me, um, obviously Tenet was massive. Um, it's, a, it's a heavy hitter when it comes to action. Extraction as well would be up there. And the, the action in Birds of Prey was pretty good. Can I just say confirmed action adventure comedy according to the IMDb listing? Yeah, yeah, fair. So, um, yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it'd be a for straight up action. It'd be, um, I think the best overall action movie would be Extraction, but the best movie that has good action in it would be Tenet. That seems fair, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, best drama. 1917. Um, for me, it'd be Waves. I fucking loved that movie so hard. I mean, see, that's it. With with with, with Waves, it did technically come out in 2019 in America, but it didn't come out here until it's 2020. It's a 2019 movie. It's a 2019 well, movie. Then, then, to be fair, then, that could be the same for 1917. So. Okay, fair enough. But, yeah, it'd be either Waves or 1917 um hamilton could it's it's a it's a drama musical i don't know but yeah i think i think main dramas it'd be waves or 1917 trial of chicago 7 as well trial of chicago 7 was an incredible movie and that's a that's a drama at the heart of it it's a courtroom drama so yeah for me waves 1917 trial of chicago 7 yeah sodic was good yeah um (laughs) Um, best comic book movie. Now you've got you've got a lot to choose from. There were three. There's Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. There's Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. And there's the New Mutants. Pass. <laughs> it's it's got to be Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is the only one. I didn't that... fucking watch any. Because Wonder Woman, um, this is a great segue, actually. Um, Me and James um, watched Wonder Woman 1984. And, um, you know, obviously it's just come out. So we thought we'd do a review for you guys. And we're going to give it to you guys right now. Go for it, future Xander. Wow, thanks, past Xander, for that great little handoff there. And here we, we are. Uh, are we still doing this, Joe? We're still doing this, Joe James. Yes, we are. Yes. Really? It's like it's like two years old now. <laughs> I still find it funny. <laughs> Nearly three years. I mean, we, still... we did Comic Con 2018 in like May, like May 2018. This is an old joke now. We, yeah. We got, we got to like develop, adapt, and evolve whatever Bear Grill says. <laughs> <laughs> Improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, no, it's fun. I like it. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, all right, James O'Malley is here. How are you doing, James? Even though you've I, literally, actually, I, could... I mean, according to the timeline, you've literally just left. <laughs> so, so and, yeah, and now you're back, back for more. These timelines are so confusing. These timelines are so confusing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're gonna do a quick little ten-minute review of uh, of Wonder Woman 1984 uh, because it, it it just came out. In the UK, on a uh-huh. on special rent, which <laughs> Zan- just picture picture of Mr. Dickovich from uh, from Spider Man. He's like rent, rent. <laughs> which which Muggins here had to fork out sixteen quid for. 
But thankfully, <laughs> I got my money's worth. I watched it. My dad watched it. My mum. Actually, my mum didn't get to watch it because she texted me at seven o'clock yesterday saying, oh, can I watch this now? And I was like, mum, I told you you had 24 hours to watch it. Like, you, I told you you had to watch it last night. She's like, oh, right. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which means the night before she probably showed her boyfriend Wonder Woman 1 so that you'd understand the second one. Yeah. And then didn't even get to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's usually how these work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my d- know, but I w- usually how bad stupid mistakes work. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I watched it, my dad watched it, my brother watched it, and you watched it. So, um, yeah, I, got, I mean, I got, I got my money's worth in the end, I guess. Yeah, you, you know, quite a few people saw it for free. I guess, Exa- exactly, exactly. Um, so let's talk about the elephant here in the room first. This movie was meant to be like the, the initial reviews came out saying that this is like a triumph, like the, yeah, one was, of the best yeah, DC it, movies. Yeah. Like, so, so what, what happened was like, you know, the, the reviews, everyone still kept like, cause what happened was the, the whole timeline was we saw set photos and I'm, you know, see everything. It's like. Okay, that looks all right. This looks okay. Nice. Okay, they might have a solid thing going on here. Uh, first trailer comes out. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. They got Cheetah in. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, Kristen Wiig. Re- really good Wonder Woman villain. Uh, uh, then the cast's release. We're like Pedro Pascal and you know Gal Gadot, obviously Chris Pine returning and yeah, you know, the cast was the cast was great. I'm like, oh my god. This is good. This could be good. This could be really good because I bear in mind I didn't like the first film. I really didn't. Right. I don't know why. I think it's just like the World War Two aesthetic. I don't know. Or maybe it's the uh, that IT crowd joke. You know, oh, it's set in the past. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> set in the eighties. Are you from the past? Are you from the past? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might be it. Yeah, it might, it might uh, well be. It might well be. Because I don't. Because I'm noticing that with movies like this, like First Captain America, I really didn't like for some reason. Right. I've grown to like it a little bit more now. Um, but, you know, when it came out, I despised it. Wow. <laughs> I really didn't like it. That's rough. Wonder Woman comes out. Yeah, Wonder Woman comes out. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm still not a big fan of it. Um, and then obviously this one came out, and um, to you know, cut to the chase. I didn't really like this one either. It was just wow. kind of, oh, it was just kind of okay. Like it wasn't bad, and it definitely wasn't good. It was mostly just a big disappointing mess for me. So, for me, I I love the first movie. I I think yeah. it's I think it's really really great. For two thirds, and then the final act completely shits the bed. Um, I didn't even get to the final act. <laughs> wow! I don't know what happens. Well, I don't know what happens. You're missing nothing. Um, I, I know. Um, I, I know. Uh, Steve Trevor flies a plane and then blows himself up. He does. Like he does do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's about as much as I know. <laughs> but yeah, the first one I really liked it, and then. The second one's coming out, and I was, I was, I was pretty excited for it. I was like, "This, I don't think this is gonna blow any doors off, but I think it's gonna be fun." Mm. And I was, I was still a little bit disappointed. After all the reviews came out, it was saying it was amazing, and then obviously, then everything else has come out, and it's now it was 
certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at like 90 plus percent and now yeah, it's it's I dipping in and out this, of rotten yeah i remember having this conversation with you and david and um we were like oh my god wonder woman's review she's it's, it's been given fresh it's certified fresh fantastic a couple yeah. days later Oh my god, it's not certified fresh anymore. Yeah. A couple days later. Oh my god, it's rotten. <laughs> oh my oh my god, it's back back to being somewhat fresh again. Oh god, it's go back and forth all the time. It was bad. It's it's it was really uh, bad. At the time of recording this, it's at sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is technically fresh. Yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah, that is just fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What 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 was the what's the number that you get when you go rotten? Is it because in my head it's fifty two. Fifty nine. 59 okay fair enough yeah so yeah, yeah you know it's, it's, it's okay i guess so what it's, was your uh biggest gripe with the film then um so i think we we won't do I, to be fair, there's not much spoilers for this really it's not because we'll, it's it's kind of predictable once you see where it's going yeah we'll we'll do a we'll we'll like do a, a little spoiler section but we'll do it like, yeah. talk minimal spoilers here but um, yeah. I think these are like Pedro Pascal is incredible in this. Yeah, because you know what? Because that 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 meme of him for you know the first half of this uh, first half first half of this month, um, you know, life is good, but it could be better. I yeah, didn't yeah. know where that was from. I didn't know where that was from. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I quite like that. I saw it. I was like, "That's the meme." That's I was doing that Leonardo DiCaprio thing where he points at the TV in 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 Once Upon a Time oh, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the meme. <laughs> I think I had a similar reaction actually. Um, I think obviously Gal Gadot is good again, and Chris Pine is great. I think a really uh, good way because obviously Chris Pine comes back in this. You're not quite sure how, but in the movie, it's that he his body. It's just his mind in another man's body. And I think it's really clever the way they did that. Like, the, the, the way they sort of showed this to the audience by having this man follow Diana around this party. And then when she confronts him, he starts, he sounds like Chris Pine. And she's like, wait. And, she starts, and he starts saying things like Chris Pine would. And then the camera swirls around them and it changes from this guy into Chris Pine. And then throughout the rest of the movie, it's just... You just see Chris Pine because she's like, well, it it doesn't matter what the people say. All I see is you. That like, is totally a brilliant or a terrible point that you're bringing up now. I totally heard everything you just said and that my internet did definitely not just cut out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what you just said is either a brilliant or a, per- is a perfect point that you just made. It's either a brilliant positive or maybe even the, a negative. The way point. they, um, <laughs> I was saying the way they uh, did Steve Trevor's body. How it how it's like in a different man's body, but it's his mind, and so then she just sees Chris Pine. Oh yeah, and so yeah. we just see Chris Pine. I like that. I like that. Mm, I didn't. No, I was like, you either bring him back or you don't. Well, they did and, bring him back. Know, was, yeah, they they did, but it was like you know, it was like halfway. It was like. Uh... More to the point. More to the point. All right. Okay. If, if if Barbara can wish to become, you know, like Diana, um, you, you know, and like she's just all, all all this is going on with her, and then suddenly she gets a second wish and she becomes an apex predator, also known as Cheetah. 
you know, it just it just doesn't it doesn't add up for me. It's like why why can she completely transform into something we've never seen before, but they can't bring Steve Trevor all the way back. There's it's like what? I don't know, man. Uh, it's just I I just I didn't I I didn't see the point in that. Um, yeah. So, um, so you like you liked that, didn't you? I just like. I like the way they did it. Not maybe. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. You like, get just bringing back like the, yeah. the, the cinematography of it. You like that exactly. It was just a really simple yeah. way. It's like there's a moment in Hunt for Red October, right at the start, where this guy's talking Russian, mm. and it's sort um, and then like it goes through something, and then suddenly he's talking English. So then we understand that these people are talking Russian, but they're going to talk in English for the rest of the movie. Ah. Yeah, so it's okay, just that I'll kind of thing to help. It just sort of yeah keeps the audience. Okay, close. okay. These guys are, are speaking Russian, but okay, uh, you know, we're English and we're ignorant and won't learn to speak any other language or even read subtitles. One hundred percent, James. One hundred percent. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> I think. I think one disappointing thing in this for me was that the lack of action. For the most yeah, part, because definitely. there was nothing. Like my dad sent me a text before I watched it. it. He all said, at the end. and he said, "I'm 70 minutes in, and literally nothing has happened." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I, I get it, I get it." But you, we spend a lot of time with the villains in this, and I feel like we don't really yeah, spend do, much actually. time with Wonder Woman herself. Mm. Um, so like, I feel, what? yeah. Because yeah. I I have been thinking about this nonstop since yesterday. Right. What did you think of the opening sequence? Which one? The the one with the kid. I thought it was good. I thought it was real fun. Because I again I didn't like that. I was <laughs> I was sat there. I'm like, okay, great. This this has this surely got to have some meaning. It's like you can't win. Because you took the short path, and I'm like, okay, maybe it just you could have said that. Maybe that could have just been a very quick flashback. You know, what I think I think uh, the, the next bit would have been better as an opening sequence, and well, they that's, could have just had that little moment. That's at the end it. Is like a flashback moment. It, to me, it didn't make any sense. That's that it. Like Patty Jenkins said that the studio was fighting her to say you need to cut one of these scenes out. And she said, "No, oh, really? I can't. I can't cut either of them." And so they kept both of them in. But I get what you mean. Like it, the the opening does feel a little drawn out that way. Yeah. So like, like it, it, if they ever shortened it down, or if they, you know, even just had that, you know, final little line as, uh, you know, like a flashback moment, or hell, if she even just quotes it, if she just quotes it, you know, maybe that would have worked a little bit better. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker. Yeah. If she. <laughs> I think if they cut that out, I don't think anything would have changed. No. No, No, because I I kind of got the idea, like, towards the end of the film, um, especially um, just before the, the, you know, just before the climax. Yeah. Um, She's she's trying to use that same sort of knowledge to Cheetah, Cheetah, Barbara, Um, you know, and um, she's not getting through to her. So I do feel like you know there there was some purpose behind it, but I don't feel yeah. like I, I feel like you could have cut it out and it still would have made sense. So it just it just didn't. It, I thought it was a bit pointless having that there. 
I wasn't entirely sold on Kristen Wiig. No? No. I I thought she was okay. But mm. when she's trying to do that awkward comedy at the start, I think that yeah, fell I flat. Yeah, I didn't like that. It did. Yeah, yeah, like Because cause I, I was about to disagree with you. I was like, yeah, I quite liked her. Um, it was that, you know, um, Catwoman 1989 feel that she was going for at the beginning. Um, that really didn't. Oh it. no! And you then... mean you mean you mean uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Yeah, yeah. That's ninety two. Ninety two. Is that is that ninety two? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So she's going for that, and it just it, it again didn't didn't really feel right. You know, today. I know it's set in the eighties and stuff, but it's the yeah, it's, oh it's no, set in the past. <laughs> it's set in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, it, for me, it got better when she made that transition. I feel like she was a lot better. Yeah. Uh, after that transition, uh, you know, I didn't think about. I didn't really think about that before. I I I'd um, agree. I'd agree. I would. I'm not a hundred percent down with the motivations as a villain. No, but I'm um, I'm like down for her, like cooler character. Yeah, because um, um, in in the comics, it because they kind of went for a mix of kind of what are we going for here? Because in the comics, um, I was really hoping this would be what they went for in the film. But she's got a much better origin story in the in the comics. Like she's oh, yeah? uh, she she's one of the Amazons. Um, but you know she's not one of these main ones. She's in like she's in like the uh, she's in like a cult, so to speak. And okay. um, they need a sacrifice of sorts, and um, she volunteers to be the sacrifice. And she has to, um, y- you know, she's, she's got to stab herself with this special blade or something like that. And um, in doing so, she gets cursed and becomes cheater. And um, you know, it's a lot darker. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot more cool, basically, um, and you know, and she meets up with Wonder Woman, and just, just you know, just like t- typical rivals, and then you know, yeah, f- f- fight it, punching in the face ensues, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's it yeah. just one of those. But I feel like the origin in the comics was a lot better. But they were trying to go for a mix of things where um, they took aspects of that uh, and. They also talk aspects of another origin story she had, where she was this Barbara character, who was who was a gemologist, gemologist, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, but that she wanted to study uh, the lasso of truth. Right. And um, <laughs> for some reason, she tried speak. She Wonder Woman let the lasso. You know, she let her take the lasso of truth. And for some reason, she thought it was a good idea to speak while she was holding the lasso of truth, and in doing so, she told out she told her plan to steal the lasso. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what an idiot! It cu- suddenly, it cursed her, and then suddenly she's uh, suddenly she's cheater. Wow! And, um, yeah, they kind of took a couple of aspects and whatnot, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I, and- I, I was I was okay with the origin with this, but it was just kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I think one thing I appreciated in this was the fact that not... Because um, it's set in the 80s, as we've mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think something that I appreciate in this is that it's not all 80s nostalgia. Like that's in Stranger true, Things. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's a big thing in Stranger Things. Every single thing is like, this is from the eighties. And there's <laughs> like there's a couple Very of songs that are like eighties vibes, but I don't think there's any like big licensed songs in this. Yeah. Um or uh, like no, there's there's one like there's what like one scene when Steve Trevor's um trying out loads of outfits that you see in the trailer. And that's kind of like, oh wow, people used to wear this in the eighties. How hilarious! But yeah, that's about but it. Again, you kind you kind of need that though. Don't yeah, you? and I don't the guy from the thirties. Exactly, and I don't even think that's a, like an egregious moment. But like, yeah, I, I so I appreciated that from this movie that there's not like in Stranger Things season three when they have an argument about new coke because good god that was atrocious. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. For me, Steve Trevor was easily the best thing about this. It's just Chris Pine, man. Chris Pine is just so much fun. Yeah. Chris Pine followed by um, Pedro Pascal followed by Kristen Wiig. And then anyone else. I was kind of really disappointed with Gal Gadot in this. I I don't don't really know why. It's just it was it was too gentle from her, especially towards the end to like, you know, the final climax. Because it was like it was like badass opening start i'm like okay this is gonna be good she's fine she's finally figured it out she's wonder woman brilliant you know and then uh, then other things ensue i'm like oh god yes then towards the very end it's just like why is she gentle all of a sudden it's just no because <laughs> like with it didn't feel right for me because with steve trevor she is gentle like he you see it in the first yeah. one he brings out that gentle side of her that isn't yeah. really apparent in the Amazon because she's just this warrior. Yeah. And then in and then in meeting Steve Trevor, she bring he brings out her humanity. Yeah, and like because I I do I do get that, but it's just like the way it was acted, and you know that I don't want to say twist because it wasn't really a twist, but it was you know a twist at the end. Um, it just, it just, it didn't feel right. It felt way too gentle. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it felt very Gal Gadot-y. It Didn't feel very Wonder Woman-y. <laughs> fair enough. Fair um, enough. Um, I, I don't think as well there were any big standout action moments in this. No, there wasn't. So, like in I, the in the first one, you've got that incredible scene in No Man's Land. Oh, No Man's where Land. Where she's yeah, walking I saw across. That that was. That was brilliant. That is the, that is the most iconic th- scene from that movie, and it mm. is it's iconic at this point. Um, yeah. Whereas in this, you've got what you've got that scene at the start in the in the mall. You've got uh, yeah. the the scene with all the 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 cars as they're driving by. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, um, between that's another thing. When she's running in that film, it doesn't look it doesn't look right. <laughs> I, know I know she's supposed to look like she's running a million miles an hour, but you know, it, yeah, <laughs> add, add some motion blur to that. It's just something. It's, it doesn't look right. It look it really looks like old style, you, you know, eighties film where they yeah. put, where they put the actor on the treadmill and then the you know, green screen isn't popular, so they've got a rotating background. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what it looked like. That, that's what it looks like. She was so out of place. Um, um, I, yeah. So you've got, but between the mall scene and 
that scene in Egypt, there's nothing. No. There's no, no there action isn't. or anything. And it's it's a good... Like, that, that scene in Cairo doesn't happen until about an hour and a half into it. Mm. So, th- this movie's long. <sighs> and this movie feels long. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just about to get into this, because uh, I... Oh, God. Okay, so... Um... I decided to go out for uh, for a walk. Yeah, midway through this film, uh, you know, I had a bit, had a bit of an accident. I'm not going to get too much into that. Uh, you know, I come back. It's like five o'clock. So I'm like, oh god, I've got to finish the film before six. I'm like ten minutes <laughs> in. This is bad. <laughs> so I'm like, oh god, what do I do? Okay, so I ran upstairs. I put the film on. I watched the rest of it. I might get like an hour in. And I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm really not going to make it. I'm not going to make it by a lot. <laughs> so I'm oh, God. So I start panicking. So I just suddenly invest myself in the film. I put my phone off. And then suddenly, suddenly I wake up and the credits are going. Oh, like, my what? God. <laughs> I'm like, I fell asleep. <laughs> this film sent me to sleep. What? When? Wait, how much of it did you actually see? I saw all of it in the end. But <laughs> you had to rewind it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I must have, I must have like woken up, saw the credits were going for. Oh crap! And paused it. Thank God I paused it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Fallen back asleep. I woke up at like eight o'clock and I'm like, oh god, oh god, I've not watched Wonder Woman yet. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I was still signed in. It was still on my screen, thankfully. So you know that. Turns out, once the film expires, um, you know, if you still got the film open, you can still watch it. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so I was like, okay, if I don't look at anything that pops up, I just rewind, 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 <laughs> rewind everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I rewind roughly the point that I, you know, last remembered. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> I continue watching. And I'm like, oh god, no wonder I fell asleep. It's crap. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> off again i'm like no I <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, sh- I shit you not i shit you not i i, I pause the film again i stood up i walk outside i get i just get some cold water I just you know wipe my face down <laughs> wake myself up i drank like two pepsi maxes from a can just straight just oh my god so that i just you know i just energy <laughs> so i could finally so i could finish this film <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I, fi- I yeah, finally get to finish it. Um, I'm at the end, and I'm like, that was really bad. <laughs> I should have just gone to sleep. I should have just watched some clips. <laughs> Why would I waste my evening like that? Um, oh, wow. God, I just, yeah, I it's, I, I didn't think I'd... I, I, disliked it as much as i did up until i fell asleep <laughs> wow wow and i haven't fallen asleep i haven't fallen asleep to a film since the hobbit came out 
Wow. Now, I, to be fair, I'm one of those guys that can literally just... I'll be awake one minute and then the next minute I'll be I'll be munching on some Zeds. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I I can fall asleep in like the my favorite movies. I can't. I really can't. Like seriously, the last time I fell asleep to a film was in the cinema when The Hobbit came out. <laughs> Jeez, man. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how long it's been. I haven't fallen asleep to a film since. <laughs> and um and now that that streak has been ruined by a wonder woman <laughs> <laughs> um well right okay i mean i know you hate it but um, what um, there's no really point no real point in doing a spoiler section is there really what this else is not, there isn't re- there isn't really any spoilers about no, it is it? it's just the plot you know like it's it's set in the past. You know she lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know oh, she geez. eventually wins. Um, good point. Good point. You know, um, um, I think uh, th- there is there is something I want to say, which is spoiler, which is spoilery. Okay. Okay. Um, well, um, we'll we'll if we if we do like a, a wrap up here, and then I'll put a spoiler alert in, and then yeah. So out of yeah. ten. What what would you give this? Hmm. I'm really having to think about this. I don't know why I didn't think about this sooner. <laughs> okay, let's think. Okay, I'm gonna try and rate the first film because I never actually got to review the first film. Can I, I still haven't finished the first film? Oh, uh, I would probably give that uh, uh, maybe a three. The first film. Christ, on but okay, yeah. fine. Go on. <laughs> I'm dreading yeah. this. This one, maybe a four. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Four out of ten. Because I, because I didn't hate it. <laughs> okay. I, I disliked it, but I don't hate it. I'm never gonna watch it again. No. No. I. <laughs> um, I, I can't see myself watching this again no anytime soon but like it's... no there's not e- I'm not even gonna lie to you I don't think there's a single scene in that film that I'd even look up on YouTube no that's it like, hey I wanna I wanna rewatch that scene that's you know, it maybe man. maybe the scene where Steve's trying on some clothes and we get that 80s feel maybe well, that's that... it but that's just kind of like it's fun. Yeah, it's it's but, but like that, it's that, not. That's it though. Yeah, this, this yeah, it. it's this movie. I went in with low expectations and was still slightly disappointed. Like oh, I, God. I was expecting a like a, a a fun superhero movie, and it like it's very long and it's it is. And I I love Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is fantastic in this, and his character is great. Yeah. I, have, you, I, have you seen the um, Have you seen the new We Could Be Heroes thing on Netflix? No, I haven't. Okay, fair enough. I was going to say because if you've seen that, I was going to ask you which is which is the worst film, that or this? <laughs> Pro- <laughs> probably that. Probably that. Um, yeah. I I I really like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. She she owns this role now. Like it, it's become hers. 
Um, I like Chris Pine's return. I think, you know, it's just Chris Pine in it, really. Can't really go wrong with him. Yeah. Kristen Wiig, yeah. I was kind of iffy on. I think, yeah, there's not really much memorable action, but I think the the charisma of the main villain from Pedro Pascal and the fact that, uh, you know, we've got likable heroes kind of brings this up a bit. I'm giving mm. it, at the moment, a 6 out of 10. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Because it, it's still, it's not a bad movie. It's a, it's a terrible superhero movie. <laughs> like, I'd, it, I'd still say, terrible superhero I'd, I'd still like say, yeah, if it, if I was a Rotten Tomatoes critic, I'd say this was fresh. I wouldn't say this was rotten. So, right. 6 okay. out of 10. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, right, so, yeah, we're, I, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a little spoiler section here. It's gonna be quite short because yeah. there's not really much spoilers. But um, future future Xander, because I'm future Xander. So future future Xander, editing the spoiler theme now. Spoilers, spoilers. Here we go. We're we're here. In the spoiler. Like, fu- isn't like future future Xander like ultimate Xander? I think or main Xander. No, it's I gonna be it's it's gonna be Xander. <laughs> it's gonna be Xander three hours from now. Okay. That, that's all it is. That's all it is, mate. <laughs> Alright, fair enough, fair enough. I'm thinking too much into it. Anyway. Spoilers. There really isn't anything to talk about with spoilers, um, except the fact that Cheetah is so wasted. Yeah. So wasted in this film. Yeah. Like, you know, she's she, she like Cheetah. Not Barbara. Cheetah is in it for what? Ten minutes? Less. Fifteen, maybe. Less. Less than ten minutes. Less than ten minutes. Yeah. In it um, for a single action sequence. It, yeah. The, in the dark the, at night underwater to hide the terrible CGI. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest Wonder Woman villain, Cheetah. One of the people who completely messed everything up in the Injustice storyline. Yeah. Is completely and utterly wasted in this film. And I think that is the dumbest decision this film has made. And they have made some very bad decisions in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what's worse, what is the ultimate stupid thing that they could have done was that they gave Barbara the wishes and that everyone renounced their wishes in the end. So, we now have no one to take on Wonder Woman again. We now have no evil Wonder Woman. So, there's, there's no one equal to her. Now, now it's all the people. See, that's it. Does she renounce her wish? Because we don't actually see that. We don't actually see her renounce her wish. I hope not. I really hope not. Like, because to me, it was implied that she did. Um, like, I really hope. I really hope that she didn't. Because if they did do, if they did make that decision, they have wasted cheating really badly <laughs> I can't honestly I cannot emphasize uh, uh, emphasize how 
much of a mistake that is if yeah. they do that. Because Cheetah is probably the most interesting Wonder Woman character, I would say. Wow. And yeah, you cannot you cannot mess that up. Like if, if they have if they if they've got rid of got rid of Cheetah after less than ten minutes of actually seeing her in a film, that is the dumbest decision any studio could ever make. Like it it that is that is like having a Spider-Man film and showing the Green Goblin or Doctor Octopus for about five minutes and not have them show up again or be the main villain or have a proper set piece you know have a proper movie yeah that's like that it's it, you know it's not right you don't do that fair enough fair, that, that's a good way of putting it to be fair that's a good way of putting it yeah like, um one i think one minor spoiler is the end credit scene which is that, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, L- linda carter turns up as a hysteria I don't know who Asteria yeah. is, but I thought it was going to sort of imply that there was a, a multiverse because uh, they're doing that in this universe as well, aren't they? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> well, they are They are with this film, yes, but uh, Asteria, uh, you know when she does the Lato Truth thing on Steve? Yeah. In this film. Yeah, that's Asteria. Right, okay. Yeah, that's Asteria. So Asteria is um, a lost Amazonian... Uh, who was, you know, fighting off man millions of years ago and whatnot. And it looks like she survived. And uh, she's being played by Linda Carr. Uh, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm rich- assuming that they're going to team up at some point. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, Linda Carter, if you don't know, she was the she was the original Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman TV show. I think if you're listening to this podcast and if you don't know... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... just, just just shame on you. My my I dad guess. said my dad said to me when he saw that, he jumped out of his chair and he was like, Oh my god, it's Linda Carter And I saw it and I was like, Yeah, it's Linda Carter, cool. Oh no no, because I was I was kind of like a mix between you and your dad thinks. I was like, oh, yeah. that's not Linda Carter. I, I was like a I was like a mix. I was like, that's not Linda Carter. <laughs> that's not Linda Carter. Oh my god, that's Linda Carter. <laughs> wow. I didn't jump out my seat. I didn't jump out my seat. Um Bless you. Bless um, you. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> Uh, Who's I, nervous? I'm I not think, nervous. <laughs> yeah, I I think that it could be interesting uh, to see uh, where they go with the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League because obviously we saw a lot of like end of the world sort of stuff there going on, which would be a perfect place to kind of introduce a couple of injustice elements. Yeah, um, you know, bringing Cheetah in and like you know, uh, was Cheetah, Cheetah wasn't a good guy in Injustice, was she? No. Can't, no, she was a bad guy, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, it just it just makes sense to have her appear again in in something like that, which I would be I would be fine with. I because I I liked Kristen Wiig in this film. I think she fit the role as Cheetah really really well. Yeah, but not as the nerdy. But girl she was that. exactly that was terrible. That was terrible. But when when she made the transition, she was brilliant and. When she beats that guy up on the street, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really. I, I was. I was like, that's dark, even by DC standards. I thought. I thought she was gonna straight up kill him. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, maybe she did. <laughs> maybe she did. She probably did actually. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She did kick him a lot. 
Yeah, she did. Uh, so I, I I don't really have much more to say about yeah, this me, film. I, me I, I hope to God that they do more with Cheetah and that they sort CGI out and that they do all yeah. this stuff. This... Because if they don't, you're wasting <laughs> your opportunities, DC. I'd say you know, that... You know what? You, you know what? Just hire me. Hire me. I'll, <laughs> I'll write your stories. I'll direct your films. I'll do that. I'll take the money as well <laughs> while I'm there. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I think neither of this others of us are recommending this, but like if you did want to watch it, I I wouldn't pay sixteen pound again to see this on the rental. No. I'd wait until it was on streaming. Obviously, if you're in America, you can see it on streaming already. But mm-hmm. yeah, just just wait wait for it to come on on like Sky Cinema or something and watch it there. Don't don't go out and pay money for this. It's not no don't a no. big like there's nothing big happens so that. Like you're gonna get spoiled on it, so. But hey, anyone from anyone from DC that may possibly be listening, I am totally game and available to direct a potential injustice. <laughs> shut up, man! Just, shut up. Just, 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 just saying. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make I'll make back money. Yeah, your box office ratings oh. bigger than it, bigger than Endgame. Big, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, the, I mean, the next DC thing we're going to be doing is like when the Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out, we're going to be doing an episode on all the Zack Snyder films. So that's going to be that... Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and the original cut of Justice League. Mm. So you better, you know be, you, you've I... got to be there for that. You've got to be there for. Of that. course, I'm going to be there for that. I'd be offended <laughs> if I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not sure if Which David will be. Earlier. I'm not sure if David will be or not, but. No, I I have wanted to see the the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League for a very very yeah, me long too, time man, now. me too. Um, I actually had a look. Um, I was watching I was watching um Film Theory, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. And they ended up <laughs> they ended up saying something about Zack Snyder's Justice League. They said technically it can't fail, like the statistics of it. Yeah. Um, even even if it's bad, it's not going to fail. You know, even if it's bad, it won't fail. Because no. of how long people are wanted for it, and because people, you know, they've wanted it so much that they're gonna, even if it's terrible, they're gonna associate it with, um, you know, you know that, it, that it's good. Like hell, I could use, I could use my old microphone, for instance. I love that thing. I think it looks amazing, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's, it's that kind of thing, and I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be terrible. At least I've got high hopes for it. But I don't. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I really, really am. Me too, man. You know Me what too. else I'm really looking forward to from uh, from Warner Brothers? What? And I'm really excited about this now. Kong versus Godzilla. Release the goddamn trailer for that film. They released <laughs> like three seconds of footage uh, yeah, yesterday as of they a recording did. of that. I was like, oh my god, it just looks perfect. Just please release it, please. <laughs> well, it's coming out in, that's coming out in two months. Yeah, I was going to say, because it was originally supposed to come out in May, and then they thought, oh, wait, no, competition, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's put it out in March instead. We'll, just, uh, we'll have a nice spring release, and it'll be fine and dandy, and monsters trying to kill each other. That'll be great. Yeah, man, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be a good time. It will. It really will. Right, that's uh, that's going to do it from us then. Uh, James, thanks so much for being here. Um, yeah, actually, thank you. I'm, 
I, I've linked all your stuff. Sure. I, I plugged all your stuff um, at the end of the podcast, but if you want to do it again here, you can do. Uh, you can listen to me maybe at some point in February uh, <laughs> with season two of We're Getting Old with Alicia Woo! and uh, Kieran and, of course, myself. Uh, you could also follow me on Instagram at O'Malley himself, and um, that's probably oh, there's YouTube as well. James is not gaming on YouTube, and I'm not using any more, but maybe I will at some point in the future. Who knows? Who cares? You Woo! might not. I do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Zander, for having me. It's no worries. I will. I will. Big pleasure coming on. Thank you so much for being here, James. And it really does mean a lot that you did this for me. Um, and also invading because I quite, I quite enjoy doing that as well. I <laughs> genuinely didn't know. I didn't know that Alex had invaded you as well. I was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was very tempted to message. Um, Lo- is it Logan? Yeah. The Cage podcast because I know he's in this server. Oh he's no, he's not. Logan. He's not. He's not in this one now. Oh, is he not anymore? Oh, no, no, we. No, yeah, we use a different server with him. Because we, ah, we don't want to bug him all the time. Yeah, because I was going to message him. I was going to write, hey, I don't know you, but join their podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he's, he's from America, so he's like five hours behind. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. If, 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 it means disru- if it means disrupting you and you and David, I'm sure he'd be game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, yeah, cool. Right, I'm now going to hand over back over to past Xander, uh, who's still making the podcast. So uh, enjoy the rest of it, guys, and um, future Xander, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. <laughs> wow, what a great review. Thanks, pa- future Xander. Past Xander. No, no, later on it'll be past Xander. I'll be handing it back to me. I'm past Xander. Uh, I'm I'm thanking okay. future Xander. Uh, can I just say, you're also wrong. Um, the Old Guard was a comic book movie. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, best horror. Best horror movie. There was one. Invisible Man. There were two. There was The Invisible Man and Host. The Shudder movie. The Zoom movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. Host. Host was fantastic. Host was fantastic. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think I think out of the two of them, I'd say Invisible Man was better. Invisible Man was one of the only few like modern horror movies that ju- that felt actually scary for me. Yeah, like, modern horror usually doesn't really feel scary because it relies way too much on jump scares. Of yeah, definitely. I'm not a fan of jump scare horror. It's just the most lazy kind of horror to me. Definitely, and definitely. Like, Invisible Man just, it does what the original Halloween does. It has the overwhelming presence of something there constantly. Yeah, and you're definitely. terrified of what's actually there. The, and that's why I enjoy it. It's so damn good the, because of that suspense. The incredible thing about this movie is the cinematography. It's, it's the, gorgeous. The, the shots are... Like there'll there'll be a, there'll be just Elizabeth Moss in a shot, and and it'll be watching her fold her clothes or something, and then suddenly the camera pans to an empty space yeah. in the room, like it's following well, a person. He's there, he's and like there. there's so many shots that are like two person shots. So there's there's room for two people there, but there's just one person there. It's because there's two people there. The Invisible Man's right there. Yeah, and so it just subconsciously sets into you like 
shit, there's something wrong here. Like the, the, the cinematography is incredible for this movie. Um, I think the little bits of the, the action towards the end are great like, as well. The story as well. Yeah. The actual, the idea and the story. Oliver Jackson Cohen is in phenomenal whenever he's on screen. He he's is. barely in it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was so good. Yeah. Every second he's there, he turns up at the end and steals the whole damned movie. He does. Yeah. But not in a way that it makes Elizabeth Moss look shit. No. It's in a way that just makes him seem so threatening and terrifying, which previously in horror we'd seen him as Luke Crane in the Horns of Hill House, yeah. where he you just felt sorry for him. He's like your son. You just want to protect him. In this, you want to run away from him. Yeah. He's got so much change as an actor. Definitely. He's so fucking good. Hire him, Hollywood. Um, Give him all of the roles. Biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, this doesn't have necessarily have to be the worst. Just the movie you were hyped for that didn't live up to the expectations. Hmm. For me... Okay. Okay, oh, I actually have, an, I have, I have one. It's, it's a weird one. Go for it. Mine is the Sonic movie. Not in a bad way, though. It didn't live up to my expectations of it being a fucking horrendous movie. And I was disappointed by the fact that I went in thinking, this is going to be awful. This is going to be so bad it's good. I'm going to be able to rip on it. We're going to be able to do a podcast on it. And we're just going to take the royal piss. But I, no, it was actually good. I genuinely enjoyed it. And I've watched it again since. <laughs> and I still enjoy it. And that's kind of disappointing to me, but in a good way. I was pleasantly disappointed. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, for me, my biggest disappointment is I'm thinking of ending things. Because that had one of the best trailers of the year. Uh, the Netflix movie trailer. with uh, the Charlie Kaufman movie with Jesse Plemons and Tony Collette and David Thewlis. Um, yeah, this had I had I had so many so such great expectations for this movie from that trailer, and the movie was a little bit too up its own ass, and there wasn't enough. There wasn't something to drag it down to reality. It was just yeah. all weird all the time. And like there were some great performances. The the acting all across the board is fantastic. And um the there's the scenes with Tony Collette and David Thewlis in the house are the best scenes in the movie, but after that it just for me it drives completely off off the rails. And I know it's based yeah. off a book that explains it a bit more, but like, yeah. Uh once again, a book like we said this before, a book shouldn't have to explain a movie. Yeah. It it just yeah, it didn't it didn't feel um yeah it just yeah it was it was weird it was really weird i couldn't understand it um fair enough worst movie of the year artemis foul it's my it's the worst one i've ever seen in my fucking life um for me like i've got so like i was gonna do like top 10 best top 10 worst but for me like I've I've only watched twenty five movies. Best and top ten worst would be the same. I've I've, I've got I've got twenty five movies on here, and there's only two movies on this list that I would call bad, and that's Artemis Fowl and the New Mutants. And obviously, your worst film is going to be Artemis Fowl. Oh yeah, Artemis Fowl is is unwatchable. Horrendous. The New Mutants isn't much better, 
But like, Artemis Fowl is one of those things I want to get piss drunk. I want to get 40 pints deep and shove it on and puke on my TV. God, I'm like talking about it. I'm remembering more and more about it and it just makes me unhappy. I'm remembering Josh Gadda opening his mouth and oh, it's terrifying. God. Yo, if you haven't heard that episode yet, go back and listen to that. It was that was That's such that was so much fun to make. Like it was because we got to shit on a movie that you forced me to fucking watch. That was the, that was the that was the starting of the unraveling of our friendship. Right yeah. there. You can pinpoint the point the moment where David regrets his decision on being the regular co-host of this show. It you genuinely can. <laughs> it, you know it's like that clip in the simpsons like you can see you can pinpoint the moment where his heart is breaking <laughs> um i've also got so best movie of the year um I, if you want to run down like your favorite few i'm going to run down my top 10 okay so i'm going to do my uh top five then yeah that's fine so i'm going to go from five this is off the top of my head yeah, because go I haven't actually done it in an order. That's fine. But my number five is Sonic. Okay. Genuinely, really fucking good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, especially as a Sonic fan from a very young age. I have a Mega Drive above me. Um, I I loved Sonic Mania as well, and this just had so many little Easter eggs, and it just made my little heart like warm up. It 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 turned me into a child again. It was beautiful. It was cute, and Baby Sonic. What was it about, like, TV and film and baby things this year? We had Baby Yoda and now Baby Sonic. And Baby Sonic is fucking adorable. Baby Sonic is cute. I need to see Baby Pikachu next. Um, (laughs) Then number four will probably be 1917. Yeah. Um, That was, once again, really good looking movie. Yeah. So damn gorgeous. It's impressive. There's some shout, really good moments in it. Shout out Roger Deakins for the cinematography. Jesus Christ. Roger Deakins is a legend. Um, number three is Color Out of Space. Uh, nah, I'm not going to give that number three. Fuck it. No, The Gentleman. The Gentleman number three. The Gentleman number three. I'm just remembering the like Nightmare Fuel scene. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say Color Out of Space just because I haven't been able to mention it. But like that, I watched that as well in preparation for this podcast, and that was a pretty damn good film. Yeah, um, it's really fucking weird. But at the same time, it's a Lovecraft film, so no matter what, it's going to be weird. But like Nicolas Cage's acting in that was really good. Um, the story in it was genuinely cool. Like the colors and like the cinematography was gorgeous. There's some real weird moments though. Have you seen it, Xander? I have not yet. No. Are you planning on seeing it? Because there's one moment I really want to talk about. Um, I I will probably watch it at some point. I'm sure. Like, uh, I think um, Logan's gonna do it at some point. So, you know, maybe we'll sort something out with him. I don't know. But I do, I do want to watch it. Down. I do want to watch it. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about it then. But there's a there's a very strange scene. If you've seen it, you know what the fuck I'm on about. <laughs> it, it's 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 the bit that everybody remembers about the film. I was talking about it with a mate the other day. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so two. then my number two is going to be Onward. Wow. Um, it was really cute. I watched it again the other day. And that film, like, it, I, I can relate to it a lot. Yeah, I feel uh, that. I feel because that. of the dynamic with the brother and, like, everything. Because, yeah, didn't have a dad. Depression time. Um, but 
it was genuinely so good it's so cute there's some really good stuff in it and for me it's one is the first uh, like pixar movie that's come out recently that genuinely needs a sequel because of the world they've built the idea and the magic and everything they talk about it's yeah. so well done and they need to do something more with it because they've clearly fought through this really well yeah they, they did and it, it, fe- it felt like a more, more well thought out version of bright exactly we need to find out more about this movie and we and i need to know like the extra stuff that goes on i need to know the other like um like spells and stuff granted whenever he did the aloft alavar thing all i could think of every single time was when god <laughs> just because that's ingrained in my memory but it's so cute tom holland has an amazing performance chris pratt as well absolutely fantastic juliande frews is really good in it as the mum julian what... sorry sorry what did you say Defuse. I don't know how to spell her fucking name. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Is it Louia? I thought it was Julianne. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, uh, it is. Why did I say Anne? Why the fuck am I thinking Anne? You completely butchered that name. That's insane. I did. <laughs> Mate, I, I didn't even get much sleep. I woke up one, but I didn't get much sleep. Where's sleep? It'll fuel in, sir. It'll fuel in, You know what? That could be an it'll fuel in, sir. Whenever I, I completely butcher a name, like when I said, um, like Ga- Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. It'll fuel in, sir. What's your number That's one it, movie? Now. My number one movie is Soul that came yeah. out in December. Makes sense. It's gorgeous. It's so good. It made me crave pizza. And <laughs> it's just really, really sweet. I loved it. It's so good. Please. Like Pixar, just make more movies. I know you're going to, but make more quicker. <laughs> um So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my top ten because I saw more movies. Um number ten for me. Um, it has to be here. It's Tenet. Um, Chris Why Nolan. Why does it have to be there? Because it's Chris Nolan, man. And it. No, 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 no. You don't have to give him like a special spot just because it's Chris Nolan. People can make bad movies. Look at like Tarantino. He didn't make a bad. He movie. didn't injure. Did he? This or... this isn't a bad movie. This is not about. This is a good movie. Is it as good as everything else he's made? No, but. It's still, like, I didn't see enough good movies. I didn't see any of the Oscar bait movies on Netflix. I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't seen The Five Bloods. I haven't seen Mank. There are so many movies I just haven't seen this year. So, I, uh, yeah, Tenet. When you say Mank, I think of just people from Manchester. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's horrible. Um, if, if you wanted to, if you didn't want Tenet there, then my 11 pick was Vivarium. Um, so yeah so number 10 is Tenet number 9 for me is The Gentleman fucking love that movie every time I watch it it gets better um, I think it's a it's a great performance from uh, Charlie Hunnam especially especially yeah and Hugh Grant man Hugh Grant is a revelation in it he's great 
Um, Hugh Grant's great, but Charlie Hunnam and um, Colin Farrell, like, yeah, perfect. Um, number eight is Host that I, I reviewed a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely incredible little horror movie. Uh, number seven, I've only seen it the once, but it's Soul. Yeah, I have a feeling I've this might. I have a feeling this might go up a little further on rewatch. Um, everything that you said, it's yeah, it's a really emotional film, and uh, I can't believe that that Disney thought that that would be a good thing to release on Christmas Day to people. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, I mean, quick, <laughs> by the way, quickly. Apparently, the ending was originally much darker, where um, he actually like spoilers for Soul. Um, apparently, he well, that's alternate spoilers, I guess. Uh, he apparently went to the Great Beyond instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about this. I've heard about huge, this. like debate, like internal debate in Pixar because they, like, they made the ending, they wrote it, and they like they animated it. And they were like, "Do we add it? Yeah, is this too dark? Or because we've set this entire movie up so that this dude like changes his life and learns how to live properly, but it's too but late now." Like we're not giving him the chance to live properly, so do we give him that chance, or do we say, no, he learned how to live properly and taught someone else how to, with twenty two. Um, honestly, I would have liked to see that ending just to see what they could have done with that. Yeah. So number seven is Soul. Number six um, is a French movie. It's a portrait of a lady on fire. Okay, it's a beautiful movie about this uh, this artist that goes and paints a a lady about as she's a uh, before she's shipped off to her husband who's never seen a picture of her. So she paints the picture to send to him to like to say that this is your new wife that you're getting, and they develop they form a bond and form a relationship, and it's a it's a really beautiful movie that has minimal music and stunning cinematography. And great performances from the lead actresses. Yeah, I, I watched it on movie over lockdown, and it's absolutely stunning. One of the best of the one of the best of the year, definitely. Um, number five is uh, I mentioned it before, The Trial of Chicago Seven. Aaron Sorkin, top quality courtroom drama. He, the the snappy dialogue is just rife throughout this movie, and it's got great performances from Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen. And, um, oh, oh, no, Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance as well. He's great in this. And you know the guy in The Gentleman? Yeah. Uh, the guy that we said isn't very good. Yeah. The guy who's buying the place. What's his name? Jeremy Strong. Mm. He's he's not very good in The Gentleman. He's kind of like the weak point in it. But in yeah. The Trial of Chicago 7, he's phenomenal. So, Fair enough. yeah, um, Trial of Chicago 7, top five movie. Uh, number four is The Invisible Man. Really, really great stuff. We've mentioned it so many times. Number three is 1917. Yep. This is, seeing this on IMAX was just an absolute experience. Absolute experience. There's no other way to describe it. It is phenomenal. Number two is um, Hamilton. Absolutely, you know, I love the musical. And then actually finally getting to see it on the big screen 
uh, was just a dream come true. Well, on the big screen, on the big screen of my TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't you watch it on your laptop or something? I know. I watched it. I made sure I watched it on my big telly. And uh, my number one favorite movie of the year. It really just spoke to me, and just yeah, altered me. It's Waves. Waves was a stunning movie I got to see back in January, and then I went to see it a couple of days later again. It's got the most incredible soundtrack that you'll hear in a movie this year. Um, yeah, and I've seen it since the cinema. I saw it um, a couple of months ago, and it's just as good. Um, it's about this family that sort of that are okay, and they just sort of crumble and then the the second half is about them coming back together as a family and sort of find like rebuilding these damaged and broken bridges uh that's that this big event has caused and um yeah it's 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 beautiful man it's really beautiful i wish you'd check it out but you probably won't i'm not going to because you keep on like you keep on saying this is the most beautiful film i've ever seen and i just it's Whenever one... people like you tell me that specifically, like it's one of the best films I've seen so far, blah blah blah. I refuse to watch because you also told me that about Hereditary. Because Hereditary is really good. Anyway, this isn't about Hereditary. So yeah, that 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 that's 2020 as a whole. Overall, it was it it felt a little lackluster, but that's not its fault. That's COVID's fault. Hopefully, you know. By midway through 2021, we've got like a vaccine. Like a, I mean, we've already got a vaccine, but like everyone's vaccinated one. and the world can reopen properly and yeah. we'll get more movies, hopefully. Hopefully. But yeah. at the same time, let's not like jinx it. No, definitely not. The year's going to be shit, people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, no recommendations because this whole episode was basically just recommending movies from this year plus the only movies i've watched recently are um like pixar yeah yeah and that's for uh that's for something else that we're doing in a couple of months so stay tuned for yeah. that um yeah that that's that's gonna be it next week uh just wanted to make sure with you david we're still doing the um double bills best double features a yeah cool yes so next week we're going to be doing a uh, uh an interesting one we're going to be me and david are going to be gathering a few of our favorite double features and sharing them with you guys so just two movies that have no real connection but if you watch them together they're real good together they work well so uh yeah look, look out for that next week and Cool, yeah. Uh, thank you so much to James O'Malley for uh, hopping in and reviewing Wonder Woman 1984 with me. His links will be in the description. Um, mm. Along with uh, David's. Thank you so much for being here. David's YouTube channel, Sewer Mage, where he does streaming, um, is is going to be in the description along with his Twitter and Instagram like every other week. Uh, David, mm-hmm. thanks for being here and happy 2021. Yay. Thank, uh, um, thanks for having me. Uh, sorry, I was just... I'm dead. It's okay, bro. It's okay. Oh, so many lists. It's okay. It's okay. You can rest. There's so many. You can lists. rest. <laughs> you can. Re- Jesus Christ, man! I, am I Iron Man? Fuck yeah. Hell. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and thank I you. I am Sewer Mage. Snap. 
And uh, I'm, I'm going to dub over that moment with I am sewer mage now. <laughs> and I'm going to put meat on there instead. Um, thank you so much to uh, everyone for listening. Um, yeah, we will see you next week. And then we, we've got a, we've got we've got special episodes planned all the way through February. So make yeah. sure you are um, staying listened and staying staying followed to us on Spotify and on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, sorry, Amazon Music, and then follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. That that went well. That went well. That went well. <laughs>